The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. Also Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Now we continue to kind of uh, try to unravel what happened with the with the election this week. Um, and we look forward to the midterm election coming up and trying to get some, maybe get some clues as to whether or not there's going to be this blue wave that everybody's talking about. So far, apparently, Republicans have mostly held on to the seats that they were, uh, the Democrats were so hoping they were going to lose. Uh, Trump claimed victory in eight out of nine races, which is, you know, pretty good. They're not going to, they're not going to regain the House uh, with that kind of percentage. Uh, but some betrayals continue to happen. Uh, this Omarosa thing continues to baffle me. First of all, I don't know why he liked her in the first place, but apparently he did. Um, and how did she wind up in the White House? She was on The Apprentice with him a couple of times. And then he brings her into the White House? <laughs> very, very, very strange. So uh, she now apparently has recorded conversations with Donald Trump. So she's been planning to turn on him, obviously, I would think, for some time now. Uh, and it, from every, every account I've heard, from anybody who's heard this recording, there's nothing to it. He doesn't say anything. It's just small talk between them. And so she's, so what? You recorded the president. And? Now, if I were Donald Trump, I think I'd be more pissed maybe at her than just about anybody else who's, who's come out and not supported him. But so far, he doesn't seem to, he hasn't even tweeted about her yet. Very strange. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. What, what is this loyalty to Omarosa? And then she's got a she's, she has a book called Unhinged, where she claims he's like literally losing his mind. She's alluding to the fact that he's I don't know got dementia or something, and I've seen no evidence of that either. She talks about the uh, an interview he did with Lester Holt from NBC, and I went back and watched that because I thought, well, I don't remember any like really freaky signs of any kind of degeneration of his mind in that in that interview. I watched it again, and it uh, it looked fine. I mean, it was typical Trump. I don't know what she's talking about. I don't think she knows what she's talking about. So now there is a uh, an interesting ad that is out from a supposed Donald Trump supporter making a plea to the president not to fire uh, the special prosecutor, Robert Mueller. This is a really weird... I think it played during Hannity on Fox. Oh wow! Uh, take a look at at the ad which uh, which is playing now, encouraging him not to fire the the prosecutor. Mr. President, I voted for you in 2016 because I wanted to make America great again. After eight years of President Obama's weak leadership, I was ready for a tough leader. Now I hear you're thinking of firing Bob Mueller, or the Deputy Attorney General. It makes you look weak, petty, and impotent to us Trump supporters. We don't want someone that's weak, petty, or impotent. That's why we voted for you instead of those other guys. 
don't fire Mueller or the deputy AG. Just focus on making America great again. <laughs> I don't know. That seems really phony to me. Right. That seems absolutely phony. Because I know when I'm uh, hanging out in the backyard. That, well, the thing you're thinking about is, uh-huh. man, I don't want him to fire Robert Mueller. The, uh, oh. Or the deputy, uh, what was the thing you yeah. said? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or don't, the, don't fire the deputy. Don't attorney fire the general deputy either. attorney general or the special <laughs> prosecutor because that makes you really don't do that. I mean, that's just backyard talk, right there. Yeah, it is. I mean, how many barbecues have you talked about that with with other Trump supporters? <laughs> the script probably said Rosenstein, <laughs> and then they were just like, you know what? Uh, write in, just don't do the name, just do the title or whatever it was. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't sound believable, but this will. I don't know. Wow, I mean that that is lame. That is lame. What Trump supporter cares really if that much to the point where they put together an ad and then buy ad space and and then beg Trump not to fire Mueller? First of all, I don't even hear any rumors that he's going to do that now. That Even that's manufactured in the commercial. There's been, there's been no talk lately about him doing that. There was a while ago, but there hasn't been for a long time. Nobody's talking about that. And then out of the blue... President Trump, don't don't fire Robert Mueller. That makes you look weak. We 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 voted for you because you're strong. <laughs> Very. Yeah. I, so I don't know what they're trying to pull. What, with was that. The other, what was the other word? Oh, impotent. Impotent. Yeah. yeah. Really, he's using that word. Well, because you know that's going to get to Trump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a that's bizarre. Yeah. I, I don't even I don't know exactly what they're trying to accomplish there, other than to keep that investigation going indefinitely. Maybe I don't know. Don't fire Robert Mueller. He's not going to fire Robert Mueller. Really, really uh, weird ad, though. But you could tell he big, big time Trump supporter because mm-hmm. he was wearing a hat. He's wearing a hat. Yeah, he had a baseball cap and on. And he was in a backyard. And he had a t-shirt, t-shirt. you know, standing by the barbecue grill or whatever. And maybe he's going to saw something in a minute. And he talked smack about Obama. Right. That's right. So that right. proves that obviously... <laughs> He's a Trump fan. He's on our side. So that was a powerful, powerful ad. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Actually, there there are some people uh, in the media who are pretty powerful and who are presenting themselves incredibly well. And one of them is Candace Owens. Candace Owens is a black conservative, and uh, she showed up on Fox. And uh, she is somebody who can stand up to the left and this racist nonsense and all of the supposed hate mongering and racism. And, you know, what are they going to say to her? Well, they say a lot of things to her. She talks about that. Here's uh, Candace Owens from uh, Fox the other day. The way that LeBron conducted himself in that interview, and I don't want to take away from what he did, opening the school was an incredible, um, right. something, an incredible feat that he did. But Don Lemon got him in that interview. Don Lemon was the smarter person in the room, as Trump said. Don Lemon knew what he was doing for CNN. He wanted LeBron to say something about the president. They couldn't right. have cared less about the school opening. That's a great they point. were there to get that five-second soundbite to get him to say something nasty about the president, and that was going to be their news story. Unfortunately, he's brilliant on the court. He does not understand how to you operate know, that, That's the Exactly right. So uh, she's kind of laying out the case there. And then she is uh, she's outside later on. I think this is that same day. She's outside uh, with another person. And this 
all-white liberal mob uh, shows up and starts yelling, F white supremacy. F white supremacy? You're yelling that at a black woman? (laughs) What? Take a look at this. Supremacy. F white supremacy. F white supremacy. White supremacy. You know you're yelling at a black person, right? It's, she's she's black. Are they all blind? I don't know. When the uh, the camera spots who's screaming their lungs out. All right, I think we get it. <laughs> Unbelievable stuff. Just another day in just USA. Yeah, just another day with a bunch of white liberals who don't know what the hell they're talking about, what they're even complaining about. Why are you screaming at the F white supremacy at a black woman? Why are you doing that? What does that accomplish? And what was the other thing they were chanting? I couldn't even tell what, what the other I, thing they were chanting. I, I hurt. I don't know. What a surprise that they had pink or orange hair uh, when you finally see who it is. It's screaming at the top of their lungs. Hmm? Hey, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I should have known that. I don't know why. It just seems like people with pink hair are involved in these things quite a bit. Uh. <laughs> I just, I'm so tired of these idiots and the idiocy. When when you're standing there and you've surrounded two innocent people just out for a day of, you know, they've gone to lunch or they're heading home and they just want to be left alone and you surround them and you start screaming in their face. Cops have to intervene and be there to protect them. I mean, there's something wrong with that. But that's being encouraged now by the Democrat Party. That's being encouraged, obviously, by Maxine Waters and many others. That's true. They think it's perfectly fine. In fact, they, they feel like it's um, it's more than fine. It's, it's encouraged. Go out and scream at them in the street wherever you see them, whether it's in a, in a restaurant or a department store or they're just minding their own business on the street. Just go out and make their lives miserable just because they... They have a different opinion than you do politically. If again, again, if that were the Tea Party members, uh, can you imagine what the media would be making out of this? 
888 Let me tell you about a, uh, a theft that you may not even be aware is happening. It's, uh, it's home title theft. And it's really easy to do. And these people have, these professionals have gotten really good at doing it. What happens is they just go online and find your mortgage because all of our titles and mortgages are now stored online. And then they transfer your information over to a quit title deed and then forge the signature, which is easy to do. They just trace over the one that's on the document. And there it is. Looks exactly like you signed the document and now they own your house. Then they take that to a bank and take out a home equity line of credit. Uh, And then you start getting threatening letters from some bank because you're not making the payments. Well, wait, I I don't know this bank. I've never heard of it. Right. Yeah, that's because you lost your you lost your title to somebody else. And in some cases, it could be hundreds of thousands of dollars that they that they take out. You could lose your home this way. Sometimes they can even sell your home out from under you. And there's almost nothing you can do about it. There's no bank. There's no identity theft program. There's no insurance that protects you. What is there? There's home title lock. Do what I did. Sign up for home title lock. For just pennies a day, they will put a barrier around your home's title and and your mortgage. And the instant they detect any kind of tampering, they're on it to help shut it down. So you can find out if you're already a victim of title fraud with your uh, $60 search for free. When you sign up at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Vice President Mike Pence laid out an ambitious plan today that would create a military command dedicated to space this year, and eventually establish a space force. Space force <laughs> as the sixth branch of the U.S. military. Wow, really interesting. Yeah, I don't know a lot about this. I, I don't know what it entails. Uh, In a speech at the Pentagon, though, Pence warned of the advancements that potential adversaries were making and issued what amounted to a call to arms to preserve the military's dominance in space. Just as we've done in ages past, the United States will meet the emerging threats on this new battlefield. Time has come to establish the United States Space Force. Hmm. Yeah. uh, When I first heard Trump mention this in a speech, I don't know, a couple months ago, I think like everybody else, I kind of snickered and mm-hmm. I was like, and then didn't pay much attention to <laughs> right. it. And I thought, you know what? Maybe, maybe we'll look back. I don't know, fifty years from now, and go, man, remember when that was just a joke? Space Force, when it mm-hmm. might be, it might very well become an important. I hate to say battlefield, because you think of somebody in I don't know the early nineteen hundreds. You know, go to the moon. Really, we're going to the moon. So I, I don't know. I try to put it in that context. Yeah. Uh, it's yes. I mean, you certainly wouldn't want it, somebody else doing it. Yeah, yeah. You don't want China or or Russia establishing some kind of space force, and then they're up there and we're not. I just thought of something like a battlefield. You like mm-hmm. to be up high, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the ultimate high ground. 
is outer space looking down on Earth. And that is true. <laughs> I don't know if you're it going to. I don't know if you're going to have like. Uh, are you going to be stationed on Mars? I mean, I don't know if you're going to be the like. Moon? Oh yeah. Maybe an orbiting sort of situation. But like I mean, yeah, uh, I don't know. A space pedicon. <laughs> that'd be tough for a military brat. I, I would. Man, I grew up on Mars. <laughs> My dad was stationed a lot of different places. But it, you know, in all science fiction, we've got that kind of thing. Where people grow up on space stations or people grow up on other colony planets, planets that we've colonized, or eventually that'll probably happen. I mean, if we're around long enough, just a matter of whether or not we're going to be around long enough or will the insanity end us? That's what we're kind of fighting. <laughs> it's getting there. That's the battle we're fighting right now. Yeah. Let's, let's concentrate <laughs> on Earth for the moment. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Rick in Missouri, you're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. Pleasure to hey, speak with you. you too. Uh, first off, uh, your last segment about uh, the uh, woman with the bullhorn screaming, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has to be right because she has a drum on her back that she probably got off of, I don't know, Craigslist or something like that. But she's sure out there <laughs> drumming up business. Okay. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And gee, I guess if the mainstream picked this up, they would say that there was hundreds, if not thousands, of people there when I think I counted 11. So, I mean, yeah, you know, that could be why they're not picking it up. Possibly. But, All right. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Rick. Yeah. Uh, although, again, if those were Tea Party members yelling oh. at two liberals, oh, my gosh, they would, have, they would have absolutely talked about it. They would absolutely have talked about how... These people are harassing. This is getting dangerous. This rhetoric is out of control. We'd be hearing all that stuff. That would have been all day. That would have been day one on CNN. Yep. Day two would have been they would look the background up at these people if they were connected even twenty years ago to some sort of conservative group whatsoever. They'd be like, "Oh my gosh, we need to investigate this group." No question. And then they would ask the president, "Can you speak to the uh, violent rhetoric on the streets of your supporters?" Uh, yeah. They would look at every possible way to tie this to Trump in the right. Is there any doubt of that? There's no doubt. They'd, they'd absolutely be doing that. Ginger in California, you're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. Hi. Um, well, I was thinking, you know, the Democrats are real big on bullying, and there are bullying laws. And how come when the protesters yell and scream and intimidate these people, isn't wouldn't that be considered bullying? Sure seems like it, doesn't it? Sure feels like bullying. There's the word. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, That's what we should call it. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ginger. That's exactly what we should label this. Because, yeah, they are very, very sensitive to bullying now. Bullying is one of the worst things that can happen. Uh, And bullying is apparently responsible for all kinds of people turning violent. Yeah, but that right there you just saw on the screen, that was just um, expressing your opinion, Pat. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As people are surrounding you, screaming in your face. Uh, yeah, that's that's perfectly fine. Cliff in Maryland, you're on the blaze. Uh, good morning. Hey. I was uh, watching Vice President Pence's uh news conference from the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. This, this is a major piece of news, okay? He's announcing a brand new arm of the United States military. Yeah. And as I was watching it, I was wondering, are any of the other so-called leftist-leaning cable companies covering this? And I, I just started flipping around, and none of them covered it. 
Instead, I started jotting down the stories they covered instead. Would you be interested? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, they talked about the, the Collins insider trading, the uh, death toll scandal in Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. the anniversary of the Charlottesville murder by a white supremacist, okay. uh, the voter fraud of Balderson by administering his own recount, uh, Laura Ingram called a white supremacist for her comment on radical changes in America from socialist policies. Of course, the Manafort trial and the uh, bias of that judge in the trial uh-huh. and questioning whether the red tide in Florida was caused by climate change. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now. They're all powerful after, stories, uh, though. Uh, well, i got to give them some credit because mm-hmm. after the speech was over, CNN ran 23 seconds of it. Wow. Wow. So it's, you know, it's, it's fake news by omission. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You guys have a nice day. You too. Thanks, Cliff. Uh, Barbara in New York, welcome to the blaze. Hi, thank you. Uh-huh. Um, I want you were just talking <laughs> about um, uh, Space Force being created, and you kind of yeah. don't think it's a good idea. I can tell you why it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. North Korea, and that's just one nation that's not exactly pro America, right. has two satellites positioned over America. And they can drop an EMP attack on us at any time and take the nation out. Yeah, actually, we, just, do, we were not saying it's, it's a bad idea. Um, I know you didn't quite say it's a bad idea, but you didn't seem to be no. Well, it. I mean, we're, I, I don't know enough about it yet, really. I, haven't, I don't think anybody does. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of, we're taking sort of a wait-and-see approach, but um, appreciate the call, Barbara. But I, you know, I, I think it's prudent to be looking into it because, as we said— I wouldn't want Russia up there without us. I wouldn't want China up there without us. Right. Or North Korea or anybody else. But North Korea doesn't need satellites to launch an EMP. They can do that from a, from a battleship. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, a, that's always a frightening possibility that's lingering out there. Well, you've got the big Army-Navy game every year in football. <laughs> I think when the Air Force-Space Force matchup happens every December, I mean, that's a home field advantage with zero gravity. Because think of the trick plays. Right, yeah. Right. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, and a Space Force just sounds cool. It does. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Sounds very Jetsons-esque. I just, uh, I'm ready. I'm, I'm pretty well ready for it. 888 And we'll be reading up more on it because, I mean, we just, he just started talking about this a while ago. And then, and then Pence just gave the, the speech today. So we got some time to, you know, sort of let it soak in and marinate and see what we think of it. Um, Glenn founded... Real estate agents I trust several years ago because he was frustrated working with unreliable real estate agents. Nice people. They just didn't do a good job for him. And so uh, he wound up losing money on his house. And afterward, they did a bunch of research to find out, okay, well, how do, you, how do we make this a better experience for people? And he found out several things. First of all, great realtors are full-time people they don't just dabble in this it's not just you know your your wife's cousin dabbles on the side with real estate and try him because <laughs> that just doesn't work out well yeah because if you don't then thanksgiving dinner yeah this awkward comment oh you ever sell your house there joe oh, no, you just don't need it <laughs> great agents don't just show up and agree to list your home as is either they know there's things that have to be done and they they school you 
on what you should do so that your house looks its best. Uh, when you pull up, it's got to have great curb appeal. The landscaping has to be right, the trim, the paint, the windows. First impressions are huge in real, real estate. Uh, there's got to be professional staging. If you walk in and the house is empty, for me, I'm not creative enough to say, okay, I can imagine how this is going to look. With No, i got to see it with stuff in it. And that's important. Also, when are you going to list? Before school, as school is getting out, around Christmas, when they know when to do it. Because they know what's happening in the market. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. You're going to find the best agent in your town. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there right now. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Space Force! 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 I'm just thinking, I mean, it could be really cool. Could be. If you do it right. Yeah. And you have a really cool sound like that every time you talk about Space Force! Force! Force. And like it echoes, that would be scary to the other countries, I think. Yeah. <laughs> we right. have a space force. I really don't mean to mock because yeah. this could be the best thing sure could. the United States of America has ever done. Mm-hmm. It's a you know, it's a pretty big move to do a, another branch of the military, and that's what they're proposing here. Now, when President uh Trump first talked about this, I don't think I got the full vision. I thought, okay, well, you know, maybe he's just gonna we're gonna put some satellites up there. Or we're going to develop a weapon for that. And it'll be the Army that does it or the Air Force that'll do it. But this is a whole separate branch of the military. I mean, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. So, like, ray guns and everything, I think. Oh, I would be disappointed if if we ended up not having Mm -hmm. ray guns. We need ray guns. We need them. And uh, and then you know, like that little guy from the Little Martian. Yeah, Marvin the Martian. Marvin the Martian. Yeah, yeah. The little guy that used to shoot his little ray gun at Bugs Bunny. I think most of the time. Yeah. And I, to this day, don't know how Bugs Bunny got to Mars. How'd that happen? Hmm. I mean, he you know tunnel through the Earth and pop up on the other side of the planet. But how did he get clear to Mars? I mean, that's sixty-five million miles away for a rabbit. Stop it. Okay, that's but, just re- not reasonable. I think it's not reasonable. It was a slingshot or something. <laughs> I think that's what they told me in the room there. I don't quite oh, remember that. Is that what it was? Yeah, I guess. I okay. Know. Wow, that's a powerful slingshot. But that's that's a that's a, a tax <laughs> expense that I will willfully pay for is ray guns for the space force. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, and that is the thing. It, it, seriously, I am for military advancement because you have to. If you're not advancing, then you're falling behind everybody else. Uh, they just there was I was just reading a story about China who came up with some kind of uh, hypersonic rocket. They I that went forty. They just did a test of this rocket, and it went Mach six, which is four thousand five hundred miles an hour. That's pretty fast, huh? Yeah, it's uh, a little bit. It's that'd be like a new track record. At it Daytona? is. Yeah, it's quicker than slow. 
4,500 miles an hour. They said that a rocket launched from that would be unstoppable. And that's what they're claiming. So, yeah, you don't want to fall behind in this race because that would be deadly. Uh, 888-900-3393. Let's go to Lou in California. Hey, Lou, you're on the blaze. Hey, uh, Mr. Pat. Uh, hey. Long-time listener. Uh, uh, <laughs> I've been listening to you guys since you guys, uh, days on CNN. The, awesome. Uh, Thank you. The thing, I, the thing I had is, okay, I'm, I, I'm not for a sixth branch right now just because we're in this thing called a big debt. Yeah. But if we yeah. had to, why? Because uh, the Air Force already has a space command. They, they're already, they're not going into space. They're not doing all of that stuff. But they are looking into it. Why not have, if we're going to have a sixth branch, why not have a, a, a cyber military? Mm, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're not even, we're, the Air Force already has a space. They're already doing that. We have no one looking into the cyber, and we're being attacked right now. I mean. Are you sure, are we are we positive that, that no branch of the military is involved with I that? I don't know. Yeah, because I, I think they've got to be. Somebody at the Pentagon's well, got to be into cyber warfare. But, 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 what, but what branch would that be? I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I, mean, I, we, I don't either. I mean, we have, I'm pretty sure we have some that are looking into securing, but we don't have anyone actually going into it and saying, how do we, I mean, how do we, if we go to war, how mm-hmm. do we do this? Yeah. How do we be aggressive on that? We're just doing defensive. We, I mean, that's just a theory. I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't see a threat from space just yet. Yeah. Yeah, but, but you don't, you don't want to wait until you, you don't want to wait until you do see the threat because then it's too late, right? So right, and yeah. and, and that's my that's my only point is Air Force already has a space command. They already have a, a thing set up. So yeah. why not venture into the areas that we haven't? Right. Right. I so, mean, it's a it's a good question. Appreciate it. Thanks, Lou. And we'll we'll continue to uh, investigate that. And I would think certainly cyber uh, cyber warfare is being done by the U.S. intelligence operatives. Certainly, the NSA, the CIA. Yeah, and, and Ron just whispered in my ear the United mm. States Cyber Command. And that's run out of the DoD. That's been in effect since two thousand nine. Okay. So, uh, All right. We're on the case. You got to believe. I mean, if we're thinking about it, certainly you would hope. Anyway, <laughs> members of the military have thought about it. Uh, Dan in Pennsylvania, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey, Keith. Hey. Uh, I'm going to step away from the space program here for a second, or fly away, if you will, mm-hmm. um, and go back to the Alex Jones uh, issue. Uh, and it's something that I haven't heard a point anybody make yet uh, about the hypocrisy of the left that these corporations have come in and censored Alex Jones and determined this uh, material that we're going to listen to. And yet these are the same people who demand that we need a net neutrality because without it, mm. the corporations would censor the material that we were listening My to. My gosh, that's a great point. So it's like, uh, I mean, awesome not point. to add to the hysteria and the, uh, the frustration of the hypocrisy that you deal with every day listening to the news, but, <laughs> but I just you hadn't just heard anybody make that point, and it's like, but I just did, yeah. And <laughs> hey, you get Jeffy in an hour, too, so that'll help. So. <laughs> All right, thanks, Dan. Yeah, that's that is uh, amazing hypocrisy. Uh, the left was apoplectic over what you're going to end net neutrality. Mm-hmm. Well, now all these big corporations will be able to decide, and what they just do, huh? all of these big corporations just decided. Yeah, but they decided the way I like. Yeah, them they to they made a good decision for so. the left, so they're the left is fine with it. 
That was a good decision. It's so, yes, hypocritical, but also amazingly short-sighted because the the decisions won't always be good for the left. Do you not understand that? Are you really that naive that you think, well, okay, every every decision is going to go my way? Well, no, because eventually there's going to be a tyrant who says, uh-uh, all the decisions have gone your way now. Now they're, we're going to reverse them. Yeah, we're but, going to reverse those decisions. But but do I agree with what that tyrant thinks? Well, if it depends. Do you have an R or a D after your name? Hmm. Because uh, we don't have a principle anymore. That's the principle. That is the principle. For both sides now. What party are you? Hmm. And And as long as we're playing that game, it's going to be really bad. It, uh, if we forget about party affiliation and decide, okay, what's the principle involved here? You know what the principle is? Free speech. You know what the principle is? The Constitution. Those are the principles. Those are the bedrocks of our foundation. Let's stick to those. And then, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what party you are. Uh, then we could fix this country. But until we do that, we're not, we're not going to be able to. 888 uh, John in Illinois, you're on the blaze. Hello. Hey, hi. Hey, uh, I got a question. Um, you know, I, I, I watch you guys all the time. Uh, you know, this Antifog, Antifa, I don't know what they want. They, If this government ever collapses, people don't understand. There will be no Social Security checks mailed out, no welfare checks mailed out. There'll be no food stamps. There'll be total anarchy. So what do they really want? In relation to, in relation to what, John? I mean, you know, the, the far left, I guess they don't like the way the country, our government is, is established now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you, the, you know what I'm saying? They want yeah. a new government. Well, there's going to, till that, till that takes over, there's going to be anarchy and there'll be no food stamps, no welfare. Then yeah. what? Uh, appreciate the call. I, I think I think what, what they want is more government control, right? That seems to be what they want is government control of everything and government uh, to be our protector, government to be our nanny, government to be our provider, and so then when that happens, um, then it it is going to collapse. I think you got a couple of factors here. I think there's one group that wants that more government control, and another group that wants no government whatsoever. But I think both sides um, are unhappy with um, the founders' vision of freedom, and that's where they mm-hmm. find their common ground. Is that hey? What's in the way? Oh, it's called the Constitution. It's called freedom. So let's tear that down, and we can pick up the pieces later, and hopefully we're the ones in power when we do. Yeah. Anyway. But this uh, huge socialist movement um, would be the death of us. And I don't know if that's what John was alluding to, but it's it's uh, the Ocasio-Cortez thing where, yeah, we're going to have free education for everybody. We're going to have free health care for everybody. We're going to have free housing for everybody. We're going to have guaranteed jobs for everybody. Wow. Okay, just that. According to uh, liberal, I mean, flaming progressive liberal uh, projections would cost $218 trillion over 10 years. Is that a lot? It's, eh, it's moderately a lot. You know, like a, it's on the high side of moderation, I would say. <laughs> $218 trillion. Now, again, that's a liberal projection. It would probably be, it'd probably be three times that. It would probably be six hundred trillion, and that didn't even include the free housing. So 
without the housing element that she keeps talking about, it's $218 trillion. It's unsustainable. You can't do it. It's it's absolutely impossible. So uh, good luck with that if you're a socialist. If, if you think government belongs in every aspect of our life and they have to take care of everything for us, good luck with that. It's going to collapse of its own weight. Bert in Arizona, you're on the blaze. Yeah, hey, Pat. Hey. Uh, referencing a caller a while back talking about the cyber warfare yeah. aspect. Um, if I'm not mistaken, we've already got a pretty good crew on that. If you recall the Stuxnet attack on Iran mm-hmm. two years ago. That's right. In conjunction with Israel. I think we got that base covered. We just need to uh, do a little more CYA. Yeah. You know. Yes. Just keep things busy. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, it's a good reminder. And I and they don't necessarily talk about that a lot. You know, and just because they're not talking about it doesn't mean it's not there, you know, protecting the country or being proactive for the country. Because uh, in this day and age, with what's going on with Russia and all around the world, they they have to be active in that. Have to be. 888 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, let me tell you about Riduzone. This is something that can really help you if you've been struggling with uh, losing weight, with keeping weight off. This could be your best friend. Riduzone can definitely help. What they've done is extracted OEA out of olive oil. That is, um, that's the stuff that's been shown to boost metabolism. And it helps to reduce appetite, too. So with that dual action, you're going to lose weight. And, and then it helps you keep it off because you're not thinking about food all the time. It's a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. Just take it. Give it a try. See if it works for you. Riduzone.com. Enter the promo code PAT and receive 30% off a three-month supply. Riduzone.com. Use the promo code PAT. You'll get 30% off a three-month supply. It's time to make it happen. It's time to get off that merry-go-round. Or the roller coaster of weight loss and then gaining it back and then losing it again and then gaining it back. Uh, it's so frustrating. Riduzone can help you get over the hump. It's riduzone.com, promo code PAT to get 30% off a three month supply. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We're gonna play this. Um, we're gonna play the. We didn't play the ad yesterday, did we? From uh, uh, Jack in the Box. Yeah, we got to do that today. Uh, just get your thoughts on <laughs> on this ad and and what you think of Jack's bowls. I'm sorry. You know his. They're bowls of. Food, food puts food in bowls. Are we going to watch it now, or are we doing that later? No, nah, we'll do that later. Okay, we'll do that coming up in a few minutes. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Been talking about the space force. Uh, Vice President Pence just uh, made a speech about it. Uh, talked about this this sixth branch of the military. Uh, that's a pretty serious commitment to a space force. 
to create a whole new branch. And it's it's been mentioned. I mean, the Air Force covers this, right? They they cover space. They've got But I I guess this is going to be much more extensive. It sounds like um he says just as we've done in past ages, the United States will meet the emergence emerging threats on this new battlefield. The time has come to establish the United the United States Space Force. Now I'm sure he's going to be mocked for this. Um but if Russia or China developed a space force and got there before we did and had orbiting satellites or orbiting weapons and we don't. Yeah. Um I don't know how much mocking there would be at that particular yeah, point. Yeah, I would I would much rather deal with the mocking. <clears throat> yeah, then than, than after the fact it'd be derelict of duty. Wow, you knew that these mm-hmm. superpowers were were taking up residence in space and you did nothing. You 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 sought no funding for a, a, a force to match theirs. So let's go with the mocking. We're good. Yeah. Uh, in 2007, China blew up a dead weather satellite with a missile, uh, creating a massive debris cloud in orbit, which Pence called a highly provocative demonstration of China's growing capability to militarize space. Mm-hmm. That was 11 years ago. China has also demonstrated the ability to hit satellites in a much deeper orbit where the military parks some of its, some of its most uh, sensitive assets. Uh, he cited adversaries' advancements in developing hypersonic missiles. Which we talked about a little bit. China talked about there was an article on uh, China's hypersonic missile that went forty five hundred miles an hour in a uh, in a test run that they called highly successful over the weekend. Pence cited uh, hypersonic missiles which can travel up to five miles per second and evade missile warning systems. America will always seek peace. In space as on Earth, but history proves that peace only comes through strength. And in the realm of outer space, the United States Space Force will be that strength. All right. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Uh John in Pennsylvania, you're on the blaze. Hi, how you doing, Pat? Good. Uh yeah, I just wanted to call in and put on to that last caller there. Uh, I was training and studying with the Air Force for a bit, and it's kind of like an umbrella for like three almost independent uh, the uh, areas of business. They have the, the Air Force with the airplanes. Then they have an entire space branch where they do satellites and rockets and stuff like that. And then there's mm-hmm. a cyberspace branch. And, and each one's a direct career path for uh, people in there. So, like, they're very proactive in all their uh, ventures. Right. So this is quite an expansion of that, apparently. If yeah. what, if what we're doing in the in the Air Force with the, with these uh, programs isn't enough, and we're creating a whole separate branch, this is that's a pretty big expansion. Yeah, it makes sense to me, just because like they, the Air Force is trying to do all those three now, and then if we're going to advance, I mean, space is big. You're going to need more than you yeah. know. It's going to need more room than just a, a closet off to the side. Yes, if we're going to go that way. So, yeah, yep. uh, I, I kind of see it as a logical step. Though yeah, I, I do uh, too. I do too. I'll say my, my my personal wish though is this is step one of them admitting to the uh, Stargate program and out out there in uh, Cheyenne Mountain. <laughs> All right, thanks, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Stargate program. Well, we know somebody that needs to be on the mm-hmm. Space Force is a guy that's uh, with NASA. Did you see that? Uh, we got a story of uh, they had a run in with uh, with a, a creature up there in outer space. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did see that. 
it an astronaut who said that uh, he saw something organic on a I don't know was he on a spacewalk? NASA astronaut revealed his encounter with an alien-like organic object which <laughs> lurked near him on a space shuttle mission. There you go. Leland Melvin, 54, worked as an engineer on on board Atlantis when he came across the object while orbiting Earth. Uh, <laughs> he seems very credible. Yeah, he does. Uh, in a chat on Twitter with fans about his experiences in space, he was asked if he had ever seen any aliens or UFOs. Melvin revealed that he had seen something organic, alien-like, in the payload bay of the shuttle when he was working with colleague uh, Randy Bresnik. He added that he had notified NASA about the incident, but they said, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's just ice breaking away from the, ve- uh, the vehicle. <laughs> oh, it's not a weather balloon this no, time? No, <laughs> it's, it's ice. The astronaut uh, said the object was translucent, curved, organic-looking. And he ended his tweet with an alien emoji. There you go. <laughs> he wrote, I have not I have not seen a UFO in space or on the ground, but I thought I saw something organic, alien-like, floating out of the payload bay. Randy Bresnik and I called the ground to ask what it could be, and they said it was ice that broke off from the Freon hoses. Yeah, right. Okay, uh-huh. sure. Oh, okay, sure. Because it's all curved uh, and oh, yeah. organic-like. Yeah, yeah, that happens with ice, though, right? Ice, ice is curved. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's curved ice. What? And it looks like it's alive. Mm-hmm. So? It's ice. <laughs> it's just ice. Uh, and so... What's out there, Pat? One Come of them on. said to the other, do you think they just said that so that we wouldn't freak out? And uh, the other guy said, well, I hope not. <laughs> I don't think so, but I don't know, or something like that. Interesting conversation between the two of them, though, because they really did think they saw something there. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Dave in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey, um, I had a thought. Uh, I think it's time for a new political party. I want to run this by and see what you think. Mm-hmm. I think I can draw the youth vote uh, at all the students' college away from Bernie Sanders with a new party. And I want to call it the Toga Party. What do you think? <laughs> I think you might get the youth uh, the youth vote. Yeah, I, th- I think that might work. I would put nothing one, past anything. One big Toga Party. Yeah, I like it. I, I like got it. one more. All right. Uh, I gave this to Hannity already. It's uh, for a T-shirt. USA moving at the speed of Trump. Nice. Nice. All right. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Triple eight nine hundred. Thirty-three, ninety-three. Uh, Is that faster than the speed of light? The like, speed of Trump? Like, yeah, com- like compare that to something, if you would. Well, I, I mean, you'd, we'd have to get Dave back on to compare. Oh, that. you know what? It might be a metric conversion, and there's obviously then there's no way to tell. You wouldn't even be able. Absolutely to no way to tell. Calculate speed of Trump. By the way, do you remember the uh, supposed assassination attempt? On the Venezuelan leader Maduro yeah, 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 yeah. the other day, like a drone or something hanging over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, they're saying, yeah, that was more like an electrical fire in a building. Uh, so. Wait a minute. And yet they yes. are cracking yes, down. They I'm... just, I mean, they are, I think six people were arrested almost yeah. immediately. Then yesterday, I think it was, the Venezuelan opposition leader was arrested. And so I, I don't know if this is just a huge ploy to get people's minds off the suffering and the starving and the fact that they've 
their economy has failed. And so they're just trying to rally them around some supposed assassination attempt. But um, the responders in the area, the firemen and, and uh, those who saw what went, went on said, no, 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 that wasn't a drone explosion. <laughs> electrical fire. <laughs> yeah, it was an electrical fire in a, in a high-rise apartment Round up the opposition the for the electrical fire. I mean, is that amazing? Wow. Wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, that's... It's what these guys do. Yep. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, just another story of a uh, hardworking immigrant family man. Oh, good. Good. Who uh, raped the girl he brought with him across the border. Mm. U.S. officials have arrested an illegal alien for multiple counts of rape after he tried to gain entry into the United States with a child he claimed was his daughter. It turned out uh, he'd been raping her. Ramon Pedro arrived with a young girl he claimed was his daughter at the uh, Salita Port of Entry in in Texas in mid-April. After he claimed uh, after he claimed his daughter was hospitalized for tuberculosis testing in July, U.S. authorities discovered she was not only not related to him in any way but was also being systematically abused by him. So this is what makes all of this so difficult at the border because there's a bunch of this going on too. In fact, the victim's mother told her daughter to accompany him. Man, go with this guy to the United States and uh, he'll get you employment. On July 27th, uh, they arrested him for multiple felony offenses for rape uh, and many other charges, which are just abhorrent. He's currently detained in Fresno County Jail on a $310,000 bond. But here again, the mom, her mother, sent her with him. Go with this guy and uh, get a job. I mean, <clears throat> the one aspect that's not being discussed in this at all is the responsibility of the parents in this. Why? The irresponsibility of a parent to just say, hey, yeah, go with this guy and uh, and go to the United States and get a job. Good luck. See ya. Are you kidding me? It's just so tragic. So unbelievable. And when you try to do something responsible like Trump... And and try to make sure we know who's here and vet out mm-hmm. the, the terrible people like this guy. Oh, well, you're mm-hmm. trying to separate families. I'm right. Sorry. Right. No, no, I'm trying to keep people from being raped. Uh, and a lot of these families separated themselves. And at the border, they're, they're offered the opportunity, too. Virtually every time. Okay, when you get out of detention, here's what you could do. You can go back home with your child. 
Okay? You don't have to be separated. Take your child, go home. Or, I guess the child can stay and you got to leave. Well, where I'm going to leave. Uh, okay. You made the decision. That decision was made by the parent. And that keeps happening as well. And nobody's talking about that. Nobody cares about that. There's no responsibility on the part of anybody coming here illegal, I guess. Anybody who comes here illegally is completely bereft of any responsibility whatsoever. How did this happen? How do you get to that place where the the people involved have no responsibility in the situation? Wow. 888-900-3393. I've been talking about the military and the Space Force that uh, Vice President Pence discussed this morning. It also looks like the Pentagon has been heavily involved over the last several decades, at least, in hundreds and hundreds of movies made by Hollywood. A year ago, there was a detailed report by a couple of authors exposing how vast the Pentagon and CIA programs for partnering with Hollywood actually are, based on 4,000 pages of formerly classified archived documents. But now they've been turned over because of the Freedom of Information Act. And we found out that the Pentagon has been influencing or directly involved in the making of movies like, and a lot of these you'd expect, Black Black Hawk Down, Black Hawk Down, Zero Dark Thirty, uh, Lone Survivor, but also some movies you wouldn't expect like Ernest Saves Christmas. The Pentagon's involved in Ernest Saves Christmas? What? So that's who we can blame for that movie? That atrocity? Wait, now, hey, hey, (laughs) hey, hey. Karate Kid 2, Silence of the Lambs, Twister, the Iron Man movies, and more recently, Pitch Perfect 3. Okay. Uh, It's almost time to shut down the Pentagon, if that's the case. If they're responsible for Pitch Perfect 3 and Ernest Saves Christmas... It's time for the Pentagon to be shuttered. Just shutter it. Hmm. When a Hollywood writer or producer approaches the Pentagon and asks for access to military assets to help make a movie, they have to submit their script to the entertainment liaison offices. What? I didn't. Did you know the Pentagon has an entertainment office liaison? No. Ultimately, the guy with the final say is Phil Strub, the Department of Defense's chief Hollywood liaison who has been at the helm of this formerly semi-secret department. Oh, I wonder why. All the way back to 1989. Wow. So people are wondering, and I'm certainly wondering, why is the Pentagon making movies like Ernest Saves Christmas and Pitch Perfect 3? How does that happen? That is... Why are they even involved in that? That's really weird. Is that weird? <laughs> Nothing's weird anymore, man. I know. Everything is just... It's just 2018. That's all you can say. Yeah, it's 2018. Whatever. 2018. Of course course they're making Disney movies now. Whatever. Pentagon making Disney movies? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. What else you got? Okay. I mean, that's that's like way, way down on the list of things to be concerned about. At this point, that makes sense. Yeah. Quite frankly. Yeah. Actually, I'm kind of glad. Good. Then, you know, maybe maybe they could take some of that money from Hollywood rather than my taxes. How about that? <laughs> right.
How about that? Uh, 888-900-3393. A kind-hearted woman in New Jersey helped a stranger who was short on cash. Oh, there is a kind-hearted woman in New Jersey? Apparently there is. Who knew? Only to learn. It was country music star Keith Urban. All right. Ruth Reed was at the Wawa on Route 541 in Medford mm-hmm. when she noticed the customer in front of her had an issue at the register. Uh-oh. looked like he was using a card and it didn't go through. And then when he asked a young lady for $5, I thought, oh, this is, <laughs> this is it. So I said, no, I'll get it. I'll get it. <laughs> so we have... Yeah, let's see the video. She's talking about this. Ruth yeah, Reed she's, here. Here's Ruth Reed. Cute. So, what's your name? Oh, Ruth Reed. And who did you meet a couple days ago? Keith Urban. Tell us about that. Um, I didn't know it was Keith Urban. I didn't think he had enough money to pay for his things, so I said I would pay for it. And briefly, when he told me who he was, I didn't believe it was him. And he was very gracious and let me get my picture taken with him. And that's that's it in a nutshell. Oh, and there, there they are. That's sweet. Pictured together. Ruth Reading. Yep. That other guy that's homeless or something. I'd say that's definitely Keith Urban. Uh-huh. So. Wow. Keith apparently hit on her afterwards. And Whoa. Took her back to his hotel room. Is this in the is <laughs> No, it, in it's that, not. The story there? You got the details in there? Yeah, no. That, that's not. a brush with greatness from our Friday show. Which, that's a really cool brush with which, greatness. Uh, yeah. That, that was, uh, what, August 3rd? Yeah. Is that what the show was? Yeah. So yeah. if you want to download that, it was a lot of fun. Everyone calling with their experiences. Uh, brushes with greatness. She said she thought he looked familiar, but she didn't recognize him. And he said, what's your name? Uh, she said, I'm Ruth. He said, I'm Keith. And I said, you know, that's who you look like is Keith Urban. <laughs> do, do people ever tell you you look like Keith Urban? No. And he said, well, yeah, I, I am Keith Urban. <laughs> that's awesome and so why are you at a wawa in new jersey keith urban and where's your wife what's going on here this is just too strange reed was still not convinced and even asked why his wife nicole kidman was not with him uh she then noticed urban's bodyguards and realized sure enough it was him and i just fell apart she says he was very gracious no that's nice that is nice that's very sweet Bodyguards are a, are a pretty good clue that, yeah, this is probably not some homeless guy uh, trying to get away with a yeah. Slurpee. But, I mean, do you take your wife when you go and get gas, though? I mean, yeah, every time, that's yeah. a weird question. Yeah, I never Where's leave your her wife? Well, she... I don't know. I'm getting gas. <laughs> well, yeah, but don't you live in Australia or oh, something? Oh, that's a fair point. Yeah. Don't you? Why are you here and oh, why? I'm sorry. I'm getting petrol. I don't know. What kind of question is that? Uh, but uh, it just reminded me, another country music star, Brad Paisley. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were over at the uh, Texas Motor Speedway, and we were in the parking lot. It was at night, and it was just me and my family. And my mom was with us, and uh, this guy walks toward us by himself. Nobody else in the parking lot, but a guy walking toward us. He gets about even with us. I'm like, man, he looks so familiar. And my mom goes, hey, uh, that was Brad Paisley that just walked by us completely by himself in the middle of this dark parking lot in Fort Worth, Texas. Really? But that was really cool. So That is cool. We should have chased him down and said, we want a picture, but we let him go. Yeah, he. he I'm sure he would have enjoyed that if you would have <laughs> chased him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been fun for him. Then he'd be like, man, I, my friend Keith Urban with his bodyguards, man, he's doing it the right way. I got this family chasing <laughs> me down in a dark parking lot in 
North Texas. Apparently, they don't live. I'm, I'm just looking up real, mm. real quick uh, where Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman live. Apparently, they don't live in Australia. They live in uh, Franklin, Texas. I mean, Tennessee. Franklin, Tennessee. Oh, okay. Uh, which is close to Nashville, which you would expect, probably. It's like 30 minutes outside Nashville. Um, and let's see. If you... Uh, they did they just put it on the market? Yeah, they're asking uh, 3.45 million for their home. Hmm. Six months later, the home is still on the market, and it looks like nine hundred seventy-five thousand dollars have been slashed off the original price. So, oh, if you want it, to? you want a real bargain now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could buy Keith Urban and uh, Nicole Kidman's home in Franklin, Tennessee. It's listed on Zillow and French King right now. What's it going? Price for? is down to two point four eight million. You want to go halves That's, on that? Yeah, let's go halves. <laughs> I'll take upstairs. <laughs> you take down. <laughs> wow. Uh, it doesn't say how big it is or anything, but uh, but yeah, apparently they live in the U.S. Oh, yes, it does say. Mm. It's 5,000 square feet. I mean, that's not massive. It's big, but it's not. Now, are they selling it through realestateagentsitrust.com, though? Because if <laughs> I don't not, know. then pff, I don't how do know. I know it's Huge Keith mistake Urban's if they're house. not. I'll tell you that. Uh-huh. It's a huge mistake mm-hmm. if not. Uh, let me tell you about uh, Bombshot Lip Balm. Uh, Wayne, the founder of Bombshot, developed this because uh, he had so many problems with other lip balm that just didn't work for him, and he got really frustrated. He'd put it in his pocket because he'd use it all the time, and then it would wind up a gooey mess in his oh. pocket. So he invented a container and a product. He invented the lip balm, which is great. Everybody loves it, and the container, which is sturdy and doesn't wind up a gooey mess in your pocket. Plus, right now, not only is this available in 3,000 stores across the country right now, um, but for Blaze listeners only, they've got a really special offer. If you go to bombshot.com and use the promo code PAT, when you buy a two-pack, you'll get a third for free. When you buy a four-pack, you'll get a fifth for free. And when you get the six-pack, they're going to throw in the Bombshot logo baseball hat, uh, which looks really nice. And so you buy six, you get a free hat plus free shipping. That's bombshot.com and use the promo code PAT. B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T dot com. Bombshot.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, we got Vice President Mike Pence. Uh, his speech this morning on the Space Force, and just an explanation on what we're what they're thinking, what they're doing, why they're thinking about putting together a Space Force, an entire sixth section of the u.s military so it's a whole nother arm of the military uh here's what he said and remember when it comes to defending our nation and protecting our way of life the only thing we can't afford is inaction the american people deserve our very best and they will have it as the president will discuss in further detail in the days ahead The United States Space Force will strengthen our security, it will ensure our prosperity, and it will also carry American ideals into the boundless expanse of space. 
While other nations increasingly possess the capability to operate in space, not all of them share our commitment to freedom, private property, and the rule of law. So as we continue to carry American leadership in space, so also will we carry America's commitment to freedom into this new frontier. Mm -hmm. Okay, sounds reasonable. And there's the ray gun that they're that? developing. Yeah, it's just a little preview of what the Space Force is going to Did they demonstrate that? Yeah, like, just afterwards, just to kind of threw that out there. That's kind of cool. Yeah, put a hole in the wall, but and then it went all the way through. <laughs> Needs iTarget Pro for yeah, that ray gun. It does. <laughs> uh, also, you can uh, get a hold of, get in touch with us at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where Sabes84 tweets. So wait, let me get this straight. Trump can't get funding. For a 1,900-mile border wall, but is expecting the liberals to get on board with a space force um, campaign promises, Cap? Good point. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, Wesley D., though I'm fully behind a space force, it's pretty obvious why President Trump is pushing it. It's a historical milestone that will be forever connected to him. Sure would. Yeah, it would. Just like Reagan with the Star Wars thing, which wasn't even real. And it's been forever connected to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Nicole. So the NASA astronaut saw ice in space? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she did. We, I think we have a picture of it. Well, no, I think she posted a picture of a vanilla ice. That, that Maybe that's what the astronaut saw. Oh, we don't right? have the actual no, picture of vanilla no. ice to go with it? You just have to wow. put it in your mind. Okay, ice. all right. He saw ice. Uh, from uh, LKGBL? Sure. All right. We need to stop worrying so much about party and more about where your grandma stay. That's true. <laughs> right. Let's get down to the brass tacks here. Yep. And uh, struggling Lumby, if global warming is eliminating ice, why is the left so against it? Yeah. See. Oh. See what you did there. I see what you did there. Uh, yep. Nice. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. John in Indiana. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey. Uh, we got a couple of things to discuss here about Space Force. Okay, good. First of all, I think the uniforms ought to be kind of a silver lame thing with some sort of tight wrap thing around the head, and it must have an antenna. Very Buck Rogers. Okay. Uh, all right. Now, the thing is, they're talking about coming up with a whole new force. Mm-hmm. We've got one. All we got to do is kick the U.S. Air Force off the planet and put them out there operationally. Both the Marines, the Navy, and the Army all have air assets that work inside the atmosphere presently. So it's simply a matter, really, of rearranging who's doing what where rather than having to blow all the money on those Silver LeMay uniforms. Uh-huh. Now, the other thing we've got to worry about is how do you get all that payload into space? Okay. And, you know, this... Uh, uh, the guy with the Tesla mm-hmm. and his SpaceX rockets. Elon he's Musk. Still thinking Warner von Braun. The rocket is an obsolete technology. It has to be replaced. The parts for the answer to this are all around us, but no one's picking up on it. But the only way to get as much stuff into space as you need to to support a space force, uh, you're going to have to do better than, uh, you know, uh, rocketry, even if it is reusable, there's a much cheaper way to go about it, and I'm kind of making my 
Uh, my winter project is to figure that out and contact a few people. Okay, but you haven't figured it out yet? Oh, no, I know exactly no. how to do it, but I've got okay. to take this winter uh, to actually write the stuff down, apply for patents, oh. do a test uh, model. But uh, hmm. so you hey, if I'm you. right, mm -hmm. it could revolutionize air travel. If I'm wrong, you'll be reading about my death on page three as I tried to fly the thing. Oh, wow. I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, me too. I'm hoping right. for the former rather than the latter. But, you know, the thing is, is the guys at the government have just got to, you know, they need to step back out of the box mm -hmm. a little bit and view these things. You can't just run out there and go, oh, we're going to have a space force. Won't that be cool? Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's a right way and a wrong way to do everything, and they always seem to do the wrong way. Yeah, they do. All right. Thanks, John. Keep us posted on uh, your progress with that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Mad Mike Hughes calling in as John from Indiana. <laughs> uh, YouTube is now planning to add fact checks to the climate skeptics that uh, post on online, which is great. The company is uh, trying to combat scientific misinformation on its platform. Mm -hmm. Wikipedia has been helping the streaming platform describe topics like global warming, the MMR vaccine, and UFOs. YouTube is now adding fact checks to videos that question climate change look at that under a prager you video man that, does that piss me off that disclaimer are you is that oh, unbelievable? stop it and richard Lindzen is a legitimate scientist and they're they're going to try to discredit him and that's just pathetic this this is really this is ridiculous that they 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 don't do any of this to the left. They don't do, you know, how about this? Fact check this, YouTube. <laughs> Douchebags. The earth has always been in a cycle of warming and cooling, regardless of human action. Fact check that. Fact check out of the dozens of climate change climate models. None of them have been correct. Fact check that. Nearly every... Dire prediction made by global warming alarmists has been wrong. Virtually all of them. Uh, the actual real warming so far of a whopping one degree over the past hundred years, that's actually good for the planet, and scientists admit that. How about the continual claim of consensus? Fact check this. It's a made-up lie and recklessly adopted by a colluding media. Much like, just like the, the you know, the nine-year-old who came up with the number of straws that are wasted every year in America. A nine-year-old came up with that fact. Well, somebody just invented the consensus word, too. It just started pushing it out there, and the media just picked it up and ran with it. There's no consensus. Ever since the hysterical claims in An Inconvenient Truth that hurricanes would become more frequent and more intense, the exact opposite has occurred over the last 13 years since that movie came out. Fact check all of that stuff and then stick it. I, I, I'm so tired of the hysteria on global warming that we're, we're just supposed to roll over and play dead for everybody who tells us that catastrophic global warming is occurring with all evidence to the contrary. And we see it every day. And we're still supposed to just 
uh, we're just supposed to shut up and take it and just just let them run over the top of us with their $10 trillion uh, global warming regulations. No, I'm sorry. That's, that's not going to happen. 888 um, You want to be proficient when you use your firearm. And there is a great and convenient and and much cheaper way to do it than going to Cabela's and buying all kinds of ammo and then going to the range and paying the range fees and then shooting all the bullets at the target. Instead, try something that's revolutionized, fire, firearm training, because you can do this in your home. It's iTarget Pro. uses your actual gun, a smartphone, their proprietary app, and a laser in place of a bullet. So when you fire your weapon in your home, the laser detects on the target exactly where your shots are landing. So cool. It's so cool. Such a cool system and so easy and much cheaper than continually buying ammo. And right now you can save 10% when you use the offer code PAT to purchase the iTarget Pro system. It's the letter I, then targetpro.com. Offer code PAT to save 10%. iTargetPro.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. It's time to chew the fat with Jeffy. I mean, how long have I been saying it, Pat? How long have I been saying it? Rocket technology is obsolete. Oh, I, I mean, John in Indiana is just speaking what we've been preaching for I don't know how many years. <laughs> it's obsolete. It's obsolete. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm working, you know, we're working on a couple things. I hope John, you know, maybe John beats us to the punch, uh, you know, with the new technology. Wait, you're racing John in Indiana? Yeah. To, oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah. I've got a couple. Of, I mean, we're working on a couple of uh, couple of ideas. <laughs> Are you mocking? Are you mocking John? No. Don't you Whoa. dare. Don't you dare, you <laughs> bastard. Don't you dare mock him. <laughs> Did it seem that... Uh, did it seem like uh, Mike Pence was mad or not happy yeah, about doing the space yeah, post it, thing? It did seem. I like don't know he if was... he was mad or if he was sad or he didn't want to be there. No, or... he seemed he seemed angry. It was just like it was dude, weird. I know. Calm tell down. Us, he's it's just the you're talking about the space <laughs> stuff. It's okay. Can we play? A, let's play a little bit of it again, just to remind you, because yeah, he had a toot. Like, come on, he's got a toot here. Let's see this. Let's see this. And remember. Uh-oh. When it comes to defending our nation and protecting our way of life, yeah. mm. the only thing we can't afford is inaction. Okay, the geez. American people I know. deserve it's... our very best, and they will have it. Oh, they leans forward to it. He's serious. As the president will discuss in further detail in the days ahead, the United States Space Force will strengthen our security. It will ensure our prosperity. And it will also carry American ideals. 
into the boundless expanse of space. There's something Mm. something else going on. While other nations increasingly possess the capability to operate in space. Big moment, man. Not all of them share our commitment to freedom. Maybe that's why he's trying to be serious. Or does he have a stick up his butt? I know. So as we continue to carry American leadership (laughs) in space. different about him here. So also will we carry America's commitment Mm. to freedom into See? this new frontier. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. See, All right. Like, maybe he's like, Don, maybe you ought to go down and do it now. Yeah. Send Mike. <laughs> I got busy. Send Mike. Wow. Yeah. Right. And maybe Mike had something else to do. I got, yeah, I got Amoroso yeah. tapes to listen to. And he's okay. pissed. He Isn't didn't it, want to do this. And now speaking of uh, Amoroso mm-hmm. and her tapes, mm-hmm. uh, is that even legal? I don't know. I, I'm just saying. I mean, seriously. We're, we're supposed to be happy that this person who was allowed into the Oval Office mm-hmm. recorded the President of the United States without his knowledge. Yeah, I'm kind of bothered by the whole thing. I, that doesn't sound. I, I, that doesn't make me happy. But I knew. I, I I knew that couldn't go well. Even though I don't know all that much about her. <clears throat> as soon as he n- announced she was coming into the White House with him, I'm like, what? right, Omarosa from the what the. From the TV show? Yeah. Wait, were these conversations in the White House, Pat? Do we know, Jeffy? I thought it was. She said, yes. I thought I read they were in the okay, Oval. Because right? I just Googled yeah. wiretap laws in D.C. The District of Columbia's wiretapping law is a one-party consent law. Okay, so if so, one party knows about it, then yes. There we go. Okay. But still, I don't like it either. <laughs> I'm just saying she's clear, at least legally, it looks like. I mean, what was the deal with <laughs> Nixon? Why did, we, why did we go after him with this? When did that law go into effect, that one party? Well, he, I mean, co- he recorded himself. Oh, I'm just saying. He did that to himself. And we didn't like it. And now mm-hmm. we have other people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to equate the two. I'm just talking about. It's frustrating to me that someone would go into the Oval Office, yeah. and record our president. Yeah, I agree. I don't care whether you like him or not, right. without his knowledge. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just completely agree. Uh, hackers trying to uh, shake down the PGA of America. Uh, the PGA of America showcased the golf tournament. You know, now listen, they're not the PGA. The PGA of America is like their. Their uh, nonprofit organization, aside from the PGA, that works with them during all their tournaments. But uh, they were hacked, and uh, they were the, the employees <laughs> attempted to access certain files on Tuesday and were greeted with the message that said, "Your network has been penetrated. All files on each host in the network have been encrypted with strong algorithm. And if you if you try to uh, break the encryption, it will result in destruction of the files. And by the way." Um, we're going to send you a Bitcoin wallet number that you can pay us and you can get your files back. Wow. Nice. Wow. But who, I mean, who I mean to, bad, bad. Did who, I say nice? I meant bad. Who thought to pick <laughs> on the PGA? What are they doing I know. so funny, man? I know. But they, uh, you know, they, they say in the story that the Bitcoin wallet number is nearly impossible to trace. I thought we found out that wasn't true. Hmm? Did we not find that out from, from uh, Tika, Tika Tawari? That, uh, yes, we did. It, that it's it's not as difficult mm-hmm. as we thought, right? To trace those, so yeah, I think uh, I think they could be in some trouble. And the PG of America says uh, we yeah, we're uh, we're not paying. Yeah, it's like, well, oh no, you know my handicap now. Okay, we, you got me. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Well, it's their nonprofit though, so oh, I mean, okay. those are that's probably worth uh, that's probably yeah, worth yeah, a pretty yeah. penny. No kidding. I mean, uh, you know, those golfers and plenty of people around them. I don't know. They make a pretty good wage mm-hmm. uh, most of the time. If you're on the tour, you're doing okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm sure they're donating uh, quite a bit of money to that. I see. Um, a new category popular uh, <clears throat> in the Oscars, EA, and the Oscars, uh, the new Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences has announced a handful of new rules to help them along and make them a better place for you to come and watch. Mm. 
Uh, starting in uh, 2020. It's not going to start this year. Though. Oh, Don't be silly. Yeah, it takes a lot of implement stuff for we, the Oscars, we're gonna, right? We're gonna, well, February of 2019. We can't make that happen by then. That's crazy. Um, the show will be three hours long come hell or high water. They say it's three hours no matter what. To the point where they say below-line categories are going to be awarded during commercial breaks with winner speeches shown in edited form during the telecast. Yeah, we'll see how that works. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, the show will air uh, in early February, uh, starting in 2020, as opposed to the um, uh, feb- late February, which will ha- it has been and it will be this year as well. So they're moving it up. And it says February 9th. When's the Super Bowl? For, Super Bowl is the first week in February, yeah. right? Yeah, so it's not – no way that <laughs> – I was going to say. I don't, I don't think – I think they're smarter than that, actually. And uh, we're getting a new category for Outstanding Achievement in Popular Film. I'm not really sure what that category is going to be about. They seem to think that it's going to be about uh, uh, popular hit movies that don't fit into the parameters of a regular Oscar movie. So we'll see how that uh, how that works out. I know a lot of the people, uh, a lot of actors weren't happy talking about... Uh, uh, the uh, popular film uh, was uh, passed away today. The film business passed away today, said Rob Lowe. And there was so much frustration. <laughs> I'd be irritated by that comment, except I like Rob Lowe. I do, too. A so. lot of frustration comes from uh, outright confusion. So they issued a clarification. They already came out with the clarification after their major announcement. So they're right on top of it. I mean, they know what they're doing. Um, look, films would be eligible for both Best Picture and the new popular film category, not just one or the other, but the criteria has still not been decided upon. Mm. Hmm. So, you could be best picture and then most popular. I mean, I'm sure they're trying to do best picture and then give the, what they're give trying the big to do is blockbusters do, yeah, that never get Oscars, give them an award. Right. Yeah. The movies that people like. That never get, never get an Oscar right. are the ones they're talking about right. in that. Because look how many people have made millions mm-hmm. for Hollywood. Yeah. And they like a Star uh, they Wars which would never show up at the Oscars. Star Wars would never win. Jurassic Park would never yeah. win. Um, you know. All the all the I mean we've got Black Panther. Yeah, all the big Marvel and yeah. DC comic films. And this gives them a shot at something. Yeah. So, you know, okay, I and I, I get that. It creates some interest by people who I don't care about your remains of the day, okay? I don't want to watch your film. I don't I, oh. I, I don't oh. care about any of that. What about the room? Magnolias or whatever that movie was. Well, first where of all, everybody still, died from cancer in it. I I don't want to watch that. First okay. of all, Steel Magnolias. Is <laughs> Steel one of the Magnolias. Best movies of all oh, time. Wait, is that oh, what gosh. happened in that movie? And yeah, no, it is so. not. Everybody. No, it is not. You don't even know. That's every how much single you, person you watch every the film. single person it is, in it died of cancer. Not I saw it. True. <laughs> Darn, I missed out. <laughs> and that is a they great all had movie. Eye cancer or something, and they all died. It was just. I love that movie. Do you really? I do. I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> okay, I'm not one of my favorites, but I mean it's it's a it's a it's a it's a classic that I enjoy watching from time to time. There are so many idiosyncrasies of Jeff Fisher. <laughs> I can't even keep up. Sally even, Field, I don't even Dolly Parton. I don't even know. <laughs> you so anymore. chick flicks are your guilty pleasure. Hmm? Well, still Magnolia is pretty chick flickish. 
Yeah, that's fine. I'll give you that. Okay. Yeah. That's and there, there are there are different uh, categories in mm-hmm. my chick flick world. Do you also watch? I enjoy. There are. <laughs> there are. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Do you watch uh, There's Lifetime? There's a number of chick- Lifetime television. Some, not always. The uh, distressed woman of the week. Not always. Show that's always on. <laughs> <Not always>. <laughs> <laughs> she married such a handsome man. Oh no, he's turned out to be so mean. He's so mean. Oh, sure. he's, he might be a killer. Right? <laughs> All he's been is just frustrated at work. <laughs> what he needed to do, if you're frustrated at work and you need a little calm down, mm-hmm. uh, my man in uh, Ulster Park, uh, New York, has uh, created a little park where you can go and nuzzle and bray, beguile, beguile? donkeys and zebras like, that he has what? at the park and calm yourself down a little bit. Calm yourself down with donkeys? He has 11 donkeys, a mule, and a donkey-zebra hybrid. <laughs> and people come and uh, go out and cuddle them and pet them and play with them. And they just come out to relax, Pat. So if you get a little upset, a little... It's a nonprofit organization, so a lot of times he'll bring stuff to Aww. you. He'll bring them out. I mean, he... Little donkeys and stuff. Right. It's <laughs> right. called a betting zoo, man. Wait, what? It's a petting zoo? Well, it's a petting zoo, but these animals are these animals aren't just petting zoo animals. These animals are animals that want to help you calm down. And that's right. I forgot you used the word nuzzle. Nuzzle. You want to nuzzle with them? Okay. And and that I'm telling you, that donkey and zebra hybrid. Uh That's a good animal. It's cute, right? That's a good animal. Yeah, you you definitely want to nuzzle that. Yeah. Okay, hang on. There's a Jeffy quote ready. <laughs> Police under fire in Chicago. I know it's a big surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, they have uh, been reportedly parking bait trucks in neighborhoods, trying to set up people to uh, lure them into stealing things. Uh, the Southwest Chicago uh, neighborhood uh, in Englewood. Oh, they're a little mad. Uh, the police are leaving partially open trucks stocked with Nike Air Force One sneakers <laughs> on. and other. <laughs> Why do you say, come on? That's, that's not that's not right. You don't have places around the community nearing basketball courts and where kids play and, uh, you know, trying to catch people trying to steal the shoes. Okay, but- uh, the neighborhood, uh, not real happy. Uh, one resident, uh, there's other videos of, you know, local videos of people coming up to the police in the neighborhood and, y'all dirty. It's a setup. And uh, I kind of agree. Yeah. I'm with you, Keith. Traffic, I am man. with you. Yeah. Uh, some of the officers now, and some of the officers in the film said they work for the federal government, not the Chicago Police Department, which is, I don't know if that's true Hold or on, not. hold on. You said Chicago? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So we're setting up trucks with shoes in them to catch these criminals. Correct. While 72 people are getting shot in a typical weekend in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. We might have priority problems there. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is and there. This is not. Uh, this is a, a broader trend across the U.S. Uh, police departments have begun using bait devices to try to re- reduce crime. You know, make the make the community better. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, we can we can set them up, and if they try to take it, they're arrested. I you know, if you're not, I, I don't know how I feel. I mean, I, I'm as a as a law-abiding citizen usually <laughs> most of the time when there's cameras around mm-hmm. uh i would think that uh you you know okay so they're doing that but it does seem that you know there's no way that you would do it in 
in where the police live in their neighborhoods. They wouldn't do it in their neighborhoods trying to set the neighbors up to stealing shoes out of boxes, and it sure as heck could happen. Right. And yet, you know, it just seems like, uh, well, it's a lower-income neighborhood and uh, predominantly African-American. Um, trying to set them up to uh, arrest them does seem uh, not good. Yeah, that's, not a, good. that's a good way to connect with the community. You know, yeah. Oh, we're, we're here trying to build relationships and, and uh, show them we're just real normal people like they are. And uh, tell you what, pay no attention to the truck filled with shoes and the doors left open down the street right. there. I mean, they, come on, they're treat, that's not right. Right. There's a big story uh, trending now where this uh, man was all uh, wound up because he got uh, kicked out of uh, one of the Wynn Resorts in Vegas. Uh, for uh, his speedo, and he claims that uh, he was kicked out of the pool uh, because he was gay, and so uh, he, that was his uh, that was his big complaint. He said I was made to leave the pool for wearing my Mister Turk bathing suit that they said was not in integrity with my, the with the brand of the pool party. My Mister Turk bathing <laughs> That's suit. That's correct. Okay, you don't have a Mister uh, Turk. I you know I don't think so. Okay, well you can you should check and if you don't check out the Blaze next TV. time you go to the pool side you should you should check it out. Um, he was, wow. said, I was kicked out for being a gay man wearing a bathing suit that was just a little too gay for the beach club. Oh, on no, I, Las Vegas I, I, he's the one that used the word. He, Correct. He's got a, a yellow yeah, Mr. Well, Turk bathing yeah, suit. Was, mine, mine is red. Mine oh, is, uh, oh, completely yeah. different. Yeah. Well, I, they, he made win <laughs> Las Vegas uh, issue a statement. I have one in red, one in blue and, uh, and one in jet black. So, but not the yellow. But not the yellow. Yeah. Why not? No. Well, Wynn already said, look, uh, adhere to us. They, they want to maintain a five-star experience. We want uh, guests to adhere to a certain dress code throughout the resort. Oh, and we had a policy clearly posted at the entrance which prohibited Speedos. But upon receiving a guest complaint, we reviewed the policy and have changed it. Whoa. So they changed it for this guy because of this guy. You can now wear Speedos at the... Encore Beach Club, which is good. But it, as I was looking through the story, because I was looking for the video that he posted, and I, the video's gone. Mm-hmm. His video of talking about it and, and showing it, it it's gone. Okay. Um, I know, yeah, no, it was there. And, and if you have, again? if you didn't download it and save it, it's gone. So uh, you saw the pictures up on the Blaze TV of how uh, of how Chris Donahoe looked at the wind. But as I was looking for the video, I came across a, a story that I think looked like the same guy a few years ago at the Miami Dolphins game Uh-oh. who got kicked out of the stadium because he was he undressed into his Dolphins Speedo. Now, everybody has their, you've got the Green Bay Packers Speedo right, that yeah. you wear to the game yeah, yeah. when it's too hot out. And it looks like the exact same guy. I can swear, wow. I looked, I was like, come on. I think that Are is you, the same guy. It, I mean, it, you know, it was fascinating to that me. That is stunning. There's no name in the Dolphins story. Okay. They're just you know they wrote a big story about it's this good guy. Look, that. It, it is a good look though. The speedo is a good look. Thank you, that's and that's that's why I wear them so often. Right. Well, you know, around my pool at home, and then I, usually at the public pool, I'll, I'll wear, wear the, a different wear the, colored one. The red right. one at the you know? public pool. Right. The red so, one. Uh, yeah, they're, I usually wear the black, kind of understated at home, and then the red, the bright red uh, around the public pool. <laughs> Such a good look. But it's, 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 it's a good look. Jeffy did research there. Mm-hmm. You didn't. Uh, you didn't say that. Uh, you didn't. That you didn't say that you're exciting. Uh, Mm-hmm. A Green Bay Packers speedo. I mean, you just save that. Oh, for the Packers. Occasion? That's on game day. That's game day. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's for game Wait, day. Wait, even in the okay. winter time when it's like nice and chilly. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, that's uh, game day. Keith, if you go to the game, oh, at the game, the sure. game, you take, you're, it's going to keep you warm. You've already, you've already, you've already painted. Mm-hmm. You already painted. You, you've painted your body. You've got mm-hmm. the speedo on. So once you get there, the park has got to come off. Right. It's time. Right. It's game time. <laughs>
<laughs> it's Mr. Turk Speedo time. <laughs> okay. <I'm good>. <laughs> <laughs> if there was ever a time that uh, you thought to yourself, man, I need to get a smoker. As a, a you know, a smoker that cooks meat, not a, a human being that smokes or an animal that smokes uh, tobacco. Um, this picture has been uh, making the rounds on the uh, on my uh, social media from Sean Ness. He posted this photo saying, um, "I got a tear in my eye. I finally have my own parking spot." And I took a picture of this, and he has his own parking spot now. And I believe that I'm going to get a smoker soon. The fat guy who owns a smoker parking spot is now available across America. <laughs> and uh, I am excited, too, because <laughs> i got to get yeah. a smoker, man. That's funny. There is no doubt about that. <laughs> Last night, during a Yankees-White Sox game, Uh-oh. Major League umpire Bruce Dreckman stopped play, headed to the dugout, and had the Yankees trainer, Steve Donahue, take a look into his left ear. Now, the trainer had a cotton swab in his hand and appeared to be sticking it into the ump's left ear. Then the umpire, Dreckman, reached into his own ear with his left hand and pulled out, the umpire pulled out a live moth that flew into his ear. I mean, he stopped play. We've got some of the pictures, uh, the still pictures. Here. He went into the dugout, and uh, they tried to get it out. The trainer tried to get it out. Yeah. Couldn't get it out. And then Dreckman just kind of pushed him away and oh. put his hand up there and reached out and pulls it out. And it's still, you got you see it on camera, still alive. I mean, the announcers talked about, like, when he called timeout, runs off the field, and the players and the other umpires are like, well, he's only the second base umpire. We can keep playing. <laughs> we can keep playing. We don't, we don't need him. Wow. And they kept playing. So the announcers, they keep going back to him in the dugout, and the announcers are recalling a story of another player that got some bug in his ear, you know, some a few years ago. Uh-huh. I mean, you're out there in the middle. It happens from time to time. But this was amazing because it was still live. And, I mean, he finally just pushes the trainer away and gets in there and pulls that thing out, and that moth is just still flying. You imagine what oh, that- my gosh. That's really weird. That really is That's weird. Gross. And if yes, thank you. Now, if there was ever a reason, mm-hmm. you know, for Bruce or you to clean your ears after this, mm-hmm. <laughs> use waxrx.com, there baby. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, you can get the real solution for stubborn earwax. The Wax RX ear wash system, doctor developed, works safely when all other products fail. The Wax RX system is the method physicians trust the most, and it's just like the system they use in their offices. It comes with everything you need to safely clean out earwax, moth ears, yeah. moth wings moth that are ear. left over, and moth, any, moth parts, moth any moth parts <laughs> left over, and it uh, you know you use it at home, which uh, you know you don't need to go see a doctor. Go to usewaxrx.com or your reusable earwash system today. Use the offer code radio. Comes right to your house. Yep, they don't even drop it off at the neighbors. They drop it off directly to you. Usewaxrx.com. U-S-E, waxrx.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. To Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple Eight, 900, 3393. As we finish up with uh, 
uh, Jeffy and chewing the fat. You know, we, off the air, we were talking a little bit about uh, Michael Moore, and I know you're going to get to that next hour. And I, yeah. I happened to catch uh, the Michael Moore, uh, Ben Shapiro edition of uh, Bill Maher uh, on HBO, and uh, it was pretty agonizing. I bet it was. Uh, I, I actually I made it all the way through because uh, I, I wanted Oof. to force myself to do it. I loved at the very end uh, that they have the picture on, on your screen of uh, the guests and uh, Real Time with Bill Maher and who was there. And under Ben Shapiro's name uh, is just a, a, just, a, a, just a shadow. They don't have his picture. <laughs> that was nice of him, I thought. Yeah, that's nice. That was nice. I'm giving him a little bit of love. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, Moore was on there as this, you know. But did they have that fat lump Michael Moore's picture? Did. Oh, yes. Yeah, of course. Oh, yes. Of course. And uh, he came out and he was uh, promoting. That's where I, he might have been doing it before, but what you're going to play next hour is exactly the same stuff he was spewing there. And it was just. So bad. Agonizing. And the one actor, I can't think of his name now, from Handmaid's Tale now. And I love him. And he is such a douche. I, I, I don't even want to say his name because I don't. It makes me mad. But they, they really. I mean, those guys woof, do not necessarily like Donald Trump or America. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, this this new movie that he's coming out with yeah. called uh, Fahrenheit Eleven Nine. Yeah. Uh, it's so clever. It's not clever because it's the day after Trump was elected. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. Burn. Right. And so we're going to talk about that uh, coming up here. How. You know, Michael Moore's new thing is F Hope. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's beautiful. That's that's a really such a wordsmith. That's a good. That's a good principle right there. Sure. You is. know, it really is. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, so this story is <laughs> unbelievable. And the, uh, to the left, this is like, see, more school shootings are going to happen. They're training school shooters. Yeah, there's a little more to it than that. A dad uh, was arrested at a suspected Islamic extremist compound where 11 starving children were rescued and they were training they were training the kids to carry out school shootings Siraj Ibn Wahaj and four other adults are accused of teaching the youngsters how to use guns to commit massacres wow police found the 11 youngsters um, ages from 1 to 15 you're training a one-year-old? Ragged and starving when uh, the authorities raided the squalid compound in New Mexico. <clears throat> the remains of a boy were also found on the property, and they're believed to be those of Wahaj's missing son, Abdul Ghani, who would have uh, turned four on the day they found his remains. This is... Just a sick story. According to court documents, when the kids were found, they were in rags and they appeared to have gone days without food and loaded firearms were within their reach. 
<clears throat> at an arraignment, uh, Mahaj and his four co-defendants, there were uh, Lucas Morton and three women presumed to be the mothers of the 11 children. The mothers, the mothers are involved in this? Willing participants, I wonder? Each pleaded not guilty to 11 counts of felony child abuse. Uh, one of them was also charged with harboring a fugitive. The women who appeared in court with white sheets over their heads were identified as, and eh, it doesn't matter their names. Um, but uh, it, since they're all booked into, into uh, jail, it seems they're all suspects. Apparently, they are participants in this. Not there to take care of the kids, help the kids, try to do something about this. They're participating. One of the men wore a towel over his head in the style of the Middle Eastern uh, kafia or headdress. In petition seeking to uh, detain all five suspects without bail, prosecutors said each was under the investigation, under investigation in the boy's death. Uh, no weapon, <clears throat> no weapons charges were filed in the case, but prosecutors said the defendants were suspected of training children with weapons in furtherance of a conspiracy to commit school shootings. Yeah, and Glenn was talking about this this morning. Mm. Where, what would a Beslan like? What happened in Russia do to this nation? I oh, mean, there man. are so many different split us in half. I mean, there's so many different ways to to tear the country through that narrative, through that kind of thing happening here. Um. But this mm. is uh, in, in the way the media just avoided mentioning. Yeah. Oh, were. by the way, there's there's mm-hmm. no mention of of Muslim extremism yeah. in, in a lot of these stories. Yep. Yeah. Can you believe it? They're just training school shooters. Get the guns. Jeez. Okay. Can we really look at the actual issue here? The Islamic extremism aspect of this. This would be a. Really effective, obviously, a super effective terrorist tool. And obviously, they're on to it now. Obviously, that's what they're they're trying to do. That's what they're planning. Wow. I mean, what a blessing that this was discovered and stopped. Just, you know, it's just a matter of how many other places it's going on. Is it's is this happening somewhere else, too? What kind of. What kind of human being do you have to be in order to to do this? First of all, starving these kids. Secondly, training them to kill other kids. I mean, it's it's really hard to get your head around because it doesn't make any sense. And then we try to make sense out of things that don't make sense. That is that is something else. Wow. So a really uh, really frightening, chilling story. With so many different aspects to it, like how do you, how do you as human beings get to this point? I mean, I don't, I, I know you're radicals. I, I get that you're, you've got some sort of twisted ideology, but then when you actually see this, the suffering you're causing, doesn't affect you at all. You got to be a pretty, pretty awful person. Uh, and so these are these are pretty awful people. From one year old to 15. <laughs> that is just staggering. And then the mother is to go with them. Wow. 888 900 And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Also, 
You know, speaking of awful people, we've got this uh, Maryland Democratic gubernatorial candidate, Ben Jealous, who was being asked about this socialism movement in the Democrat Party. And, you know, here's a guy who basically is socialist, does have socialist tendencies, does believe in socialist ideology. Um, and he's responding to this reporter's questions and then at the end just kind of snaps. Watch this. Mr. Jealous, uh Governor Hogan and the RGA have um, made a significant amount of effort and investment in trying to paint you as a socialist. They've actually called you a socialist <laughs> and a far less left socialist and that the state can't afford you. Yeah. What is your response to first the term socialist, uh, whether you embrace it, identify it to any degree, and secondly, the charge about whether the state can afford you? You know, I about fell out my chair when I read in, in, in the Times this weekend that Hogan was out there calling me names. Did you? And then it occurred to me, him calling me a far-left socialist is what the Tea Party called President Obama. It's what Barry Goldwater called Martin Luther King. And when you see conservatives like Hogan name-calling, you realize that they're scared. That they're frankly afraid of the change that all of our families need. We need a more inclusive and robust economy. Now, what I am oh, I is a more inclusive and robust. And what I do is invest in growing businesses. You go talk to Jess Gardner at down in Baltimore City. His company, mm-hmm. Aloe View, she'll tell you, has benefited a lot more from my work as a venture capitalist than anything that Governor Hogan has done as governor. Hmm. The reality is, when it comes to building our economy, this governor has been lazy. And we're now all paying a price for it. We we are dead last in the region as far as growth. We're dead last as far as wage growth. We've seen health care costs surge on his watch. As he's been part of the Republican effort to undermine Obamacare. And when I'm governor, we'll turn things around. And we'll do it by investing in our small businesses, by by pushing everybody we can into Obamacare and doing whatever it takes to get a better deal on health care for the people of our state. Uh, not to put too fine a point on it, but uh, do you identify with the term social? Are you f- kidding me? <laughs> Is that a final enough. point? Okay. <laughs> Okay, you still didn't answer. Do you identify as a socialist or not? Are you bleeping kidding me? Uh, are you effing kidding me? Doesn't answer the question. No, I'm not kidding you. I'm actually a- a- asking you the question because you're a huge progressive. By the way, Ben Jealous this has been bothering me for two days. I thought, well, how do I know Ben Jealous? Where do I know him from? I'm doing the same I'm, thing. I'm looking at him yep. and I'm thinking, I know this guy. Yes. Where? He was the president of the NAACP. That's, That's exactly how we know Ben Jealous. Just <laughs> he just he shaved off his goatee. And so I didn't recognize him immediately, and I thought, I know this guy, and I know the name. Yeah, NAACP, radical. Uh, You want to talk about a state being split in half, elect this guy. And then watch watch the the races get even closer together, I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to be just a, a giant, friendly circle of love in Maryland. That's what it's going to be where all people walk together hand in hand, joyfully singing beautiful songs of humanity. (laughs) Ben Jealous, does he actually have a shot to become the governor of Maryland? Oh my gosh, that's frightening. That is, I mean, that, as soon as I realized it, it's that Ben Jealous, it's chilling to me that this guy has a shot. 
I mean, they're, they're acting like he's an actual. Yeah, maybe they're. Maybe he's way behind. But uh, my guess is, I'll check. Yeah. He's probably in this race. Oh, good golly! Please, Maryland, wake up! Mm-hmm. Do not elect this guy, this radical. Uh, let's see. Currently, he is down average forty nine to thirty four. Oh, good. So he's down by fifteen. He's down double, double digits. So to this a... isn't even the primary. So wow, wow, Maryland, are you serious? You're going to do that? I can't believe it. Maybe I guess when you have the other option being Ben Jealous. Yeah. Okay. But doesn't that help restore a little bit of faith in humanity, though? Okay. You can see through Ben Jealous. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Let's see. I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but hopefully they will see through Ben let's Jealous. Let's see here. So, so, Jeez. Okay. I'm just looking here. Yeah. They kind of go back and forth with Republicans and Democrats here in the last. Yeah. They've, had, know, they've had Republican. Uh, last 15 years, at least. Governors. Although, you know, they're really super moderate, like left-leaning Republicans usually. Mm -hmm. But Maryland, um, Maryland's pretty liberal. And so that's why, you know, I I was a little chilled by the fact that Ben Jealous is is being scrutinized so much as he's running for governor. Uh, Amazing. Amazing. And don't listen to the fact that, are you effing kidding me? No, I'm not. You, you, come on. (laughs) Let's face it. You're a socialist. (laughs) You, you don't want to take the mask off yet. You're not ready to do that like Ocasio-Cortez. But let's face facts. You're a socialist. 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, uh, share your thoughts with us. Let me tell you about Aaron Hale. Um, we had Aaron here <clears throat> maybe four, five, six weeks ago. A hero. Just a, an American hero is the best way to describe him. Um, he had a really cushy job in the military. He was cooking for a three-star admiral, traveling all over the world, having a good time, and he enjoys cooking. But it wasn't fulfilling to him. He wanted to do more for his country, and he did. So he became an Army Explosive Ordnance Disposal team leader. And as he was disposing of one EOD, one explosive device, another went off in his face, cracked his skull in a couple of places, completely blinded him. And made him mostly deaf. And he went through all kinds of surgeries, all kinds of therapies. And, you know, <clears throat> for a long time, he was in, he, he was obviously in darkness. He couldn't see. And he was also in uh, silence. So he turned back to his love of cooking and he started making delicious fudge. It cannot be said enough. This guy is not only a hero, but I cannot imagine mm-hmm. going through what he has gone through and having, he has the sweetest spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, he's yeah, the he kindest guy. Yeah. And also just, his wife, Michaela. Yeah, they are so great. You, hats off to her, too. And and so the two of them uh, started Extraordinary Delights. EOD Fudge, for short. You can go to eodfudge.com. Choose from all kinds of different really delicious goodies. Mint Alps, Strawberry White, the Triple Threat Fudge. Um, they have fudge. They have caramel apples. They have brownies. Whatever you like, you're going to find it there, and it's fantastic. Use the offer code BLAZE at checkout, and you'll get 10% off your order. So go to eodfudge.com, eodfudge.com, offer code BLAZE. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
Pat Gray. 888-900-3393. Edit Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, where Quiet Storm tweets, Mothers across the Middle East have been teaching hate to their children for centuries. Sadly, that's, that's true. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely true. Uh, shiny American Patriot. So does this make Mr. Jealous temperamentally unfit for office? Mm. Huh. Dropping an F-bomb at a reporter asking a legitimate question? Right? Seriously. Huh. Uh, oh, Mike Hermanet, he's updated your uh, the, your hate list. Okay. Okay, obviously we know you hate Jeffy. Right. I mean, that just goes without saying. Tom Selleck, Johnny Cash, and... and Ernest. It, you, you glossed over it, but we all picked up the hate for Ernest the Jerk. You know, that might be the one that's accurate. I hated that character of his. Oh, how I hated that. It was so stupid. So, yes, hated the earnest thing. What wow. were you, 12, 10, wow. he did, 5? He did local like commercials for a bank in Atlanta. Yeah, that's a difference. I, you know, because I have, what, 15, 20 minutes on you, age-wise. Um, <laughs> well, I saw his movies, too. I saw his cinematic features that were wonderful. Cinematic features. Oh, Wonderful that's a... uses of film. Mm-hmm. They yeah. Were great. Oh, actually, when I went to Ernest mm. Goes to Camp, mm-hmm. I was. Did you go to that too? I was literally. I think it was that one. I think it was. I have to go and see the year. Those were dark years in America. No, Ernest wait, goes to camp. Ernest on. saves Christmas. Oh, oh my goodness! I was Ernest the only eats one. a bug. Ernest at the no, grocery I'm gonna store. Make, I'm going to make your point so for you bad. here. I was the only person in that movie theater. Oh, I believe it. So I just like I think I don't know. I was ten years old. I just ran around the theater the whole time. <laughs> so Earl. Was it Verl? No, Verl. Yeah, it was no, Verl. Verl. No, Jim. You know what I mean. Uh, you know what I mean. Know what I mean, Verl. No, I mean Vern. 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 Know what I mean, Vern. Come on. Wow, how quick. I mean, what's it been? Thirty years since that campaign, probably. Ugh. Uh, Jim Varney's dead. I liked it. I'm yeah, being told he's dead. Yeah, he you could have broken that to me a little more gently. Like he doesn't feel good. Okay, he's gone. We lost him. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, all right, that fat lump, Michael Moore. We got to deal with this because he is starting to make all kinds of noise again. Um, he has come up with this new phrase, F hope. I mean, you talk about an eternal principle and, and the uh, twisting of eternal principles. Faith, hope, charity. Those are three of the most important characteristics uh, that that God expects us to have. And for him to be saying F hope because it's the lazy way out, well, you know what side this is coming from. You don't even have to noodle it out. You just know automatically, all right, this is coming from the wrong side. So he's introducing and promoting his new anti-Trump movie, Fahrenheit 11.9. He says... Okay, legal means and exposing scandals can't save the country. F hope. Seriously, F hope. F despair too, but F hope. Hope is passive. Hope gives you permission to let someone else do the work. Hope leads to people believe uh, to believe that tax returns or a P-tape or the FBI or an adult film star will save the country. Hope and the passivity that comes with it is what helped us get here to begin with. It's the lazy way out. We don't need hope. We need action. No, you know what got us here in the first place? It's the belief that the government will save us. I mean, he turns everything around on, you know, tax cuts or P-tapes. Nobody believes any of that stuff. 
But what he does believe is that government is the answer to everything. He also says there's a real insurgency taking place, and it's coming from an extremely surprising source. The revolution is happening in the most unlikely of places. The resistance, the true resistance, is not coming from the Democratic Party or from the liberal establishment. I can't reveal too much right now, but there is a real insurgency taking place. Huh. Interesting. And I'm, I don't know, is he talking socialists? Ladies and gentlemen, the last president of the United States, uh, Moore's film declares while showing a clip of President Trump. Let's, in fact, let's watch that trailer. This is a trailer for his upcoming movie, Fahrenheit 11.9. I'm sick and tired of people telling me that America is the greatest country because we can whip your I hate some of these people, but I'd never kill them. How do you deal with this? You're never going to be able to unsee what you saw. Try to impeach him. Just try it. You will have a spasm of violence in this country like you've never seen. Governor Snyder, I got some Flint water for you. When the operation of the machine becomes so odious, you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, and you've got to make it stop. If nobody's going to do it, then I got to do it. And I don't give a who you are. I'll fight you in the damn street right now. Okay, um, um, how the did this happen? The American dream is dead. Stop resisting. The president's powers here are beyond question. Ladies and gentlemen, the last president of the United States. Wow. Coming to an American city near you. So we got that to look forward to. September 21st, the release of that garbage. You want to talk about a uh, movie that's going to twist facts and filled with half-truths and total lies? You know that's what's coming our way. And people are going to eat it up. I mean, Michael Moore is pretty extreme. He's pretty radical. And... I think he's one of the guys that are taking the mask off and saying, yeah, I, I'm a socialist. So what? Capitalism doesn't work. I showed you that in my movie a long time ago. He's going to be one of those people leading the charge in Hollywood. Kind of interesting, too, because I think at this stage now, Hollywood's pretty well with him. Um, we were talking earlier today about his speech when he won. I think he won the Academy Award for uh, Best Documentary. For bowling for comment Columbine. Right. And he got up and gave the speech, and, and we have that. Take a look at what happened when he started railing against George W. Bush. We like nonfiction. We like nonfiction, and we live in fictitious times. We live in a time where we have fictitious ele- election results that elects a fictitious president. We, we live in a time where we have a man sending us to war. 
for fictitious reasons, whether it's the fiction of duct tape or the fictitious of orange alerts. We are against this war, Mr. Bush. Shame on you, Mr. Bush. Shame on you. And anytime you've got the Pope and the Dixie Chicks against you, your time is up. Your time is up, obviously. Okay, so <laughs> that's that was interesting. That was from 2003. Uh, and during the Academy Awards, I think, we had oh, just gone back. We'd gone to war yes. maybe a year before that or so. And th- the crowd was really kind of not with him. They were yeah. booing him at certain things. Some were cheering. Well, it was but interesting. many booed. Yeah, they, they just started to show Robert De Niro just cut away as he started to applaud. So he mm. was already, he was on that track way back then. Oh yeah. yeah. So anyway. Yeah. But some of those guys were sitting on their hands. Like Her- Dustin yeah. Hoffman didn't he wasn't excited about it. Uh I saw Harrison Ford kind of smiling but he wasn't clapping. No. That's interesting. Because smiling because you're embarrassing yourself, Michael. That same speech today, I think, would oh. get a standing ovation. Standing ovation. Without question. There wouldn't be one boo caught on Mike. Look how far we've come in 15 years. I mean, this guy can spew all of his radical, socialist, communist rhetoric and, and disparage this country and the president in just completely unreasonable ways. And now Hollywood's just totally with him. I mean, I don't think he'd get any pushback on that at all now. We've come a long way, baby. To get where we got to today, here's what's going to happen. Here's exactly what's going to happen. I don't know anything about the movie. I don't care. It's going to win Best Documentary just so that they will allow mm-hmm. him to get up there and make a similar speech about Trump. So we'll, we'll be able to compare the reaction because we'll have the same speech <laughs> yes. coming up in about you know Next year, six months or so. In what? Uh, April or so, mm-hmm. whenever the Academy Award presentation is. Yeah, who knows? It'll be interesting to comp- <laughs> we'll jot this down. Yeah, let's remember this time. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed just just around the corner. Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and there's just so much going on. You know, from that New Mexico compound where they're Islamic extremists are teaching kids from one one year old to fifteen how to go into a school and start shooting and killing people. Fortunately, that was discovered. Those people are in custody. The kids are getting help, but just another little thing to worry about. And uh, keep in the back of your mind there. But, of course, it's the gun. It was interesting to watch uh, Emmanuel. What's his name? The Mayor Emmanuel in uh, Chicago, Rahm Emanuel. Talking about 
the problems in Chicago because they just had 72 shootings over the weekend. 13 people, I think, dead. And so he was addressing some of the needs in the community. And he was saying, well, yeah, there are poor people, but the poor the, those people didn't pull the trigger. Uh, it, yeah, it's hot, but the heat didn't pull the trigger. And then he goes on to blame, but we got to get the guns off the streets. You know what? Rom, the guns didn't pull the trigger either. There was a human being who did that. <laughs> Which is so bizarre. The selectiveness of their thinking. Like, yeah, um, you're getting you're getting closer. You go in one more step. It wasn't the gun, it was the person. How about that? Can you make that tie-in? Can you make that connection? Of course the answer is no, they can't. No, they can't. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. I'm just I'm trying to trying to decide. Let's, let, let's look at the uh, CNN climate change situation. They're CNN host, is this Allison Camerata? So, yeah, so they're they're doing a report, and then she has a little snide comment at the end that I just think is so precious. Okay, here we go. A zoo in Colorado Springs will be closed today after a powerful hailstorm killed two birds and injured 14 people on Monday. Look at this. Those are chunks of hail. Some of the size right. of softballs there. Look at that. And? It sent the bears at the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo scrambling for cover their enclosure. More than 3,000 zoo visitors were evacuated to a nearby school. Five of the injured were taken to the hospital for treatment. Is it August in Colorado as well? I believe I believe it is. It is has reached August. Is I just August? can't believe the size of the, 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 the water you know, explosions there from the hail. That's mm-hmm. violent weather. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, some people don't think that climate change is necessarily happening. Bears hate it, too. <laughs> I mean, you- Wait, hail? Means climate change now? Does she? Allison? She, she realizes that hail is ice associated with thunderstorms. <laughs> I don't know. So I couldn't tell. Like, was she saying, I can't believe there's these ice chunks falling is in the summer? August in Colorado, too? Just, just curious. And then, and, then, and then she goes, Well, then some people just don't believe climate change is happening. <sighs> Bears hate it, too. What, what the hell? What? Then he had to get on board with that, too. What was he doing? And, and hail, I guess we're supposed to believe hail in the summertime, which is, yeah. I, I've seen hail in the summertime, I don't know how many times. In Montana, we used to get hail in the summertime all the time. But was it August there? It, and it could have been August, could have been July, <laughs> and you'd walk out on uh, onto our patio, and it would be covered. Covered in what looked like snow. Yeah. It was hail. Mm-hmm. It happens. It's always happened. What do you mean? Where's she from? Has she? Does she not know what hail is? Because I grew up with hail in Georgia. Uh, Camerata, let's see here. Where was she born? I don't New know. Jersey. But look mean. how far she, too, has mm-hmm. traveled since Fox. She's been over at CNN for, I don't know, two or three years now. Have they ever indoctrinated her? Man, she is a total and complete convert now. And it just seems that some people start out believing Yeah, okay. Thanks, Allison. And uh, just since you asked, mm-hmm. Allison, it is August in Colorado. Oh, are you sure? You did check that? I didn't Google it. I mean... Well, okay, you could you could be wrong then. I'm kind of flying by the seat <laughs> I mean, of my you really are. with the facts here. Sorry. <laughs> I think... Okay, Allison, look at me. I think it's August Thank in you. Colorado. Thank you for the clarification, because it may sure. not be. We don't know yet. Key fact. Maybe it's December in Colorado, August everywhere I'm else. not there, so I don't know. It is a nice, you know, 
ski vacation to go to. And so maybe that's the deal. They're always in perpetual winter in Colorado. Explains the ice, then. It does. And she might be onto something. <laughs> I think she is. Uh, all right. Also, I've been threatening to uh, share the Jack in the Box ad. I want to know your thoughts on this at 888 There is a part of me that believes this is sort of because, I mean, you don't want to have to explain this to kids. Uh-huh. If your kids are watching TV, and it's a li- would you call it risque? Yeah, that's a good word. It's, it's risque. Yeah. Uh, here's Jack in the Box's latest on Pushing their the envelope. teriyaki bowls. <laughs> While other burger places serve the same old stuff, I'm the only one with the bowls to serve something different. I mean, just look at my teriyaki bowls. Choose from steak or chicken, covered in teriyaki sauce, plus your choice of white or brown rice. What about these bowls, Jack? Hey, you got some pretty nice bowls there, and so does Dan. Thanks, Jack. Those are some nice bowls. Everyone's going to want to get their hands on Jack's bowls. <laughs> Come try my bowls! <clears throat> Jack, the lawyers aren't comfortable with the new marketing campaign. Why? People love my bowls. See that right there? You can't say that. I can't say people love my bowls? No. What about try my bowls? Nope. Check out my bowls? Absolutely not. (laughs) And then he goes, well, what about my billboard? And there's a huge billboard just outside their window that says, enjoy my bowls. (laughs) Okay. The creative broadcast part of me really thinks that's funny and effective and and good. And here we are talking about it. It's exactly what you want in your advertising campaign. The father in me, the (laughs) religious side of me, Uh says maybe, okay, we don't need that. Yeah, the boring side. That's too far. The boring side. Yes. The Pollyanna. Mm. The Polly purebred side of me. (laughs) But it's just a tiny part that says, no, that's not. I don't know. You tell me. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. What do you think of that? Is it? I because uh, your kids could see that. Would yeah. you? Do you have a problem with that? If they're in the room, yes. Yeah. If they're not, then no. I think it's funny because I like to laugh. But it you is know funny. What? I don't laugh at things at the same things that they're going to laugh at. Yeah. And I don't want them laugh. I don't want them exposed to that words to that kind of humor. Right. You know, at right? this age. So. So we, I guess we should be against it. Oh wait, hi kids, you're watching at home. Guess you saw it now. We'll talk later. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. It's hard. It's it's not it's not uh, it's not ideal. It's not an ideal uh, commercial <laughs> no. to come right. on. Oh, you know, I'll tell you this. Hold on, here we go. Yes, I might be the only person left in America that watches every NFL game. Okay, but we'll have the Falcons game on. And mm-hmm. it'll cut to commercial. Mm-hmm. I would rather that commercial air a hundred times out of a hundred than some of these horror flicks, or some of these trailers yeah. for movies, mm-hmm. or some of these um, uh, uh, sexually charged um, trailers. Yeah. So you give me the the try my bowls commercial a hundred times out of a hundred before I get to have to see any of those with my kids around. And the, but it's not an either either or, right? They could come up with a different campaign that would still be preferable. Preferable to everything you just mentioned. Correct, correct. But so, I'm saying if given yes. the choice, right. this is down the list of things that I'm going to be made uncomfortable with. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I do want to try... You want to try the bowls? I want to try Jack's bowls now. Yeah. because they. I'm interested. It looked like good teriyaki sauce being looked, poured on steak. I'd like that. They looked yummy. That seems like a delicious bowl of food. Yes. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> So the other aspect, though, is the Me Too movement is all pissed off about it. How dare you mock? You are showing 
unbelievable tone deafness. Okay. Well, no, the fact that they bring in the lawyer at the end, which is a really good, funny segment as well, that shows they're fully aware of everything going on today and that they're just mocking it a little bit. Oh, no. But we're, I think we are to the point where you can't mock anything, right? We, we have to take everything completely seriously. We can't joke about anything. We can't cope and deal with these things in a humorous way anymore. It's just not allowed in polite society. So is and that a see, good thing? And then when you talk about that aspect coming to bear, I'm like, oh, oh, air that every commercial break. Yeah. Because, I mean, seriously. Yeah. I know. Grip. I know. It's so ridiculous. And you just want kind of in, in your face to, and again, that's how Trump got elected. We're so sick of it. We're just... Here's a guy who's going to give it back to him, and he does. And he does. By the way, something that's gotten almost no traction whatsoever is this uh, Chinese spy working for Dianne Feinstein for 20 years. President Trump is about the only one to even shed any light on this. He tweeted out uh, the other day that Feinstein had a Chinese spy as her driver for 20 years. (laughs) He also said she's the leader of the Russian investigation, which she isn't. But he is right in that this Chinese spy who reported directly to China on things that he found out here, um, he drove her all over the place. And he was her liaison to the Chinese government. And believe me, she had a lot of dealings with the Chinese you go through this and you see that he has now been fired. They're investigating as to what, what it was he heard. But when you're a driver for a U.S. Senator, I don't care if he's got security clearance or not. She claims, well, he didn't have security clearance. So, so he didn't hear anything. Oh, are yeah. you kidding me? How many conversations was he privy to that happened in the car when he was driving her around? I'll bet a lot of sense of it. Sensitive information was discussed in those cars, but There's a lot more to this story. Ben Weingarten, who used to work here at The Blaze, dug really deep into Feinstein's uh, ties to China, and it's stunning. I mean, there's not even time to go through all of it, but there's a ton. During the 1980s, as mayor of San Francisco, she developed a close relationship with Shanghai mayor, Jiang Zemin. And so... They uh, had this link between China and San Francisco. And then she's been kind of using that ever since. And her husband is a big businessman and does a lot of business with China. And they claim, oh, there's been no, I've not helped him in any way on any of his Chinese business dealings. And yet he has profited greatly from them. In May 1993, Feinstein expressed her strong support for on the Senate floor for continued trading with China. At the same time, her husband was seeking to raise $150 million from investors, including himself, for a variety of Chinese enterprises. So that all came to fruition. She never got in trouble for any of that. Um, and she's been back and forth to China with her husband, um, having meals with Chinese President uh, Jiang when questioned about his Chinese investments 
her husband pledged to donate future profits from the holdings to his nonprofit foundation to help Tibetan refugees. <laughs> so that should remove any perception that I, in any way, shape, or form, benefit from or influence my wife's uh, position on China as a U.S. senator. Yeah, no, that doesn't. You're just trying to throw us off the trail here. But during visits to China, she and her husband have been wined and dined. Um, she has kept up her support for increased trade with China. In 1996, she penned an editorial in the LA Times calling for the United States to grant most favored nation trading status to China on a permanent basis and get past the annual dance that's proving divisive. Uh, she also revealed that the FBI had warned her the Chinese government might seek to funnel illegal contributions to her campaign fund. Uh, so as a result, she had to return $12,000 in 94 contributions uh, that she got eh, from shady people in Asia. Hmm. Um, it's been revealed that uh, she may have had a direct financial relationship with the Chinese government. The DNC returned more than half of the three million that was collected for the Democratic Party uh from that source. Oh then we're all done. Yeah, we're we're fine. Everything's fine. So why is it even a story? He didn't have clearance. They gave the <clears> money <throat> back, so no harm, no foul, right? In May two thousand, oh. Feinstein lobbied for making permanent normal trading relations with China, a measure that ultimately passed and paved the way for their entrance into the World Trade Organization, which she also supported. A spokesperson for Feinstein indicated that her husband, but but her husband's divested uh, his holdings in mainland China. Sure. Oh, okay. He's on the up and up. Um, but then, uh, after passage of legislation, her husband's Newbridge Capital reportedly invested more than four hundred million into East Asian businesses. At least ninety million of which was invested in companies whose profits are pegged. To the mainland China market, according to the companies themselves, and some of this legislation, according to really, you know, skeptical people, conspiratorial people. <laughs> I mean, this goes on and on. There's page after page of her relationship uh, with China and how close it is. Now, yeah. they uh, Ben mentions one aspect here where... Maybe it throws you off the trail a little bit because she, in an effort to ease tension between China and Taiwan, she arranged high-level conversation with Chinese dignitaries. And she took an aggressive stance toward China's hostile actions, conducting missile tests near Taiwan. She said, here's the strongly worded message to her Chinese friends. Okay, here we go. We view the missile exercises... As provocative and unnecessary, unquote. Ooh, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, no need for violence here. (laughs) Wow. That's drawing a line in the sand right there, Diane. But then towards Taiwanese president, Li Tang-Wi, she said, what is really necessary for the leaders of Taiwan uh, to make a statement in word and deed that they will adhere to a one-China policy? Wait, what? Wait, is that our position in the United States? The one China policy? We've got, we've got agreements and treaties with Taiwan. 
that they're and they certainly don't believe they're part of China. And we have signed on the dotted, dotted line to protect them against any invasion from China. So her not just the driver. This is it's not just about the driver who right. was a Chinese spy for 20 years. She's got all kinds of potential collusion with China. And all the all the media wants to talk about is whatever relationship Donald Trump has with Russia. I mean, Ben Weingarten outlines page after page after page after page of at least questionable behavior between Diane Feinstein and China and legislation and her husband and his business interests. But it's Trump the one we're investigating for collusion? Hmm. How many Russian spies work for Trump, I wonder? Uh, the grand total so far, I believe, is um, none. Zero. 888 uh, Let me tell you about Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Really good stuff. This is, uh, this is the way you can get vegetables in your diet without actually having to taste them. Um, every scoop of Field of Greens gives you a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables, pre and probiotic, boost your immune system, antioxidant power. It's really good stuff. And hopefully you'll get sick less, less doctor visits, less prescriptions to fill. Go to BrickHousePat.com, try Field of Greens today. You just take one scoop, you put it into eight ounces of water, makes it taste like Kool-Aid, or you could put it in a shake or smoothie, whatever. It's really easy and it tastes great. It's BrickHousePat.com. Get 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed, where TJ Toppin tweets: "The higher you go, the colder it gets. If there's cold air above you and the conditions are right, you get hail." Hmm. We need to share this information with Allison Camerata before she goes hysterical. I mean, is that a new thing, though? Hail? Are we sure? Are we positive that that doesn't? Maybe she's just not familiar. Maybe no, it's, it's happened new, before. It's an atmospheric yeah, thing? It's, yeah, it's a thing. So wait a minute. It's so, a thing that's so been happening for a while. It's a weather event that has occurred in the past. Yes. So that makes up overall what is called climate. <laughs> yes. Okay, so yeah. uh-huh. the weather changes. Right. But the climate doesn't necessarily change. No, but it, it can. It kind of goes through cycles. Oh, does it? Yeah, it does. Uh-huh. Yeah, always has. But are you sure it's always still has. August in Colorado? I'm not positive, but You're my suspicion there. is that... You're not there? No, I'm not. You don't know. That is true. Maybe somebody can call us from Colorado let us know what month it actually is. Uh, Tom writes, Montana gets snow in August also in the high passes. Right? Uh, from Saves 84, winter snow is just soft, flaky summer hail. <laughs> this is an educational... Uh, 
time for Allison Camerata there, just so she doesn't absolutely spaz out. Also, we uh, we mentioned yesterday that there's this really great new service <clears throat> happening in uh, in Michigan. A Michigan man is bringing some charm to the popular and modern service of ride-sharing apps. He is Amish, okay, and he's starting a an Uber service with his uh, horse and buggy. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, is. This is really funny. Wait, what now? Taking riders around St. Joseph County for just $5. Hawk Stedler says he and his his horses are cashing in on the popularity of ride, hailing ride services around the country. He said, Uber is a cool thing. Every single year, something new comes in, and Uber is hot right now. So we have the Amish Uber. We can deliver people to their front doorsteps in, in the buggy. Mm-hmm. Well, how does he... he First of all, I thought that they didn't like modern technology. So how does he even know about Uber? So, yeah. So I Googled, do Amish use electricity? And the first paragraph, this is AmishAmerica.com. Is okay. My source. It says, the Amish approach to electricity is somewhat complicated. It's complicated. Almost all Amish groups forego using power from the public grid. Smart move. But the Amish do rely on a variety of other sources to generate electrical power. Everything like such as what? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. Water, let's see. So they try to be they try to be independent Solar. of the system. Yeah, that's smart. That's really smart. So if you can charge I mean, your, that's good. your Uber cell phone thingy there on uh, on your local power there, yeah, good for you. If you can get your power and use your power from oh your own sources where you're, you know, self contained. Oh, I mean that'd be oh, great. I'm tweeting this out at Hangry Keith because this has got tips on how to generate electricity off the grid. Oh, you people are gonna get this. Be looking for that. This is All awesome. Right. I will be looking for Thank that. Thank you, AmishAmerica.com. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Use that number tomorrow, and we'll talk to you then on Pat Gray Unleashed. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.